Well, this is totally not Danzig, and you're listening to the Shred Shack. Now that you're fucking dressed up. <laughs> yeah, I, I I said I'm doing this from now on. I know, I know you did, but... I'm all dressed up, I'm ready to go. You ready? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you ready? <laughs> Can you handle this? No, I can't. Can you handle this? You're too fucking fabulous. I am in uniform. Okay. <laughs> you can't handle this, dude. If you can't handle it, just go home, dude. We can't do this. <laughs> if you can't handle it, just go home. It's fine. <laughs> Greetings, folks. I'm Dan Mack. And I'm Chris Mack. <laughs> Looking at this guy. <laughs> Welcoming you to episode 147 of the Shred Shack Podcast, your premier source of news and uninformed yet heavily biased opinion pertaining to all things heavy metal, airing bi-weekly on iTunes, Mixcloud, Google Play, iHeartRadio. Did I say YouTube by accident? I think you did. Oh, well, fuck. Damn, I was going to say, you were so good. Oh, so good. iTunes, Mixcloud, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. There you go. Bam. Let's get started with old business. Well, we could probably consider this old business at this point. Okay. Um, and it's not doing the crime blotter, uh, about Mr. Schaefer. <laughs> okay, let's get that out of the way. You want to get it out of the way? Okay, let's get, let's get it out of the way. way. Get out of the way. All right, so, uh, I think it was just, uh, after, it was just a little while ago, probably about a week, maybe, he, um, turned himself in to, uh, federal investigators who were looking at, looking for him after the, uh, Capitol riots. Um, here, I have a list of the six... Six charges against him. Uh huh. All right. Number one, knowingly entering or remaining in any restricted building or grounds without lawful authority. Number two, disrupting the orderly conduct of government business. Number three, knowingly engages in an act of physical violence against any person or property in any restricted building or grounds. Number four, violent entry and disorderly conduct in a Capitol building. Number five, engage in an act of physical violence in a Capitol building. Number six, parade, demonstrate, or picket in a Capitol building. Or the, get your degree. Those are the six charges against him, okay? Yeah. So he was supposed to go in front of a, uh, a some kind of a hearing this week uh-huh. by Friday to, to be either granted bail or denied bail. Um the government, of course, was asking him was asking for him to not be granted any kind of bail. Now, as of just let's see, what was this one posted yesterday? So, as of yesterday, January twenty third, uh, according to Indiana Public Media, because he turned himself in uh, to uh, Indiana uh, authorities, Ice Earth leader John Shaver has waived. A preliminary hearing after he has been charged with multiple federal crimes at this month's insurrection and will soon be extradited to Washington, D.C. So he is going to face the charges in Washington instead of in Indiana. Okay. So far, he is being held without bail. So we will see how that goes for Mr. Schaefer. But on some 
con- uh, consequences of your action type news. We can go into that right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, while his involvement in the U.S. Capitol building riot early this month has already seen him arrested and created controversy among the band's fans, it would appear that the fallout may reach further than expected. The band have now disappeared from the roster of their longtime label home, Century Media Records. They no longer appear on the roster of the label's official website and are instead entirely absent from the list of the bands of the label's active and former artists. Century Media have yet to comment on the matter, though speculation has risen that the band's absence from the roster may mean that they have been dismissed from the label in light of Schaefer's actions. This also includes his work with Demons and Wizards. Damn. They are still on Spotify. <coughs> Just if everyone, was, if anyone was curious, they are still on Spotify, so they haven't, it hasn't reached that far yet. But their label has uh, currently dropped them. It would appear. Wow. Yes. Okay. I, I have no comment. <laughs> we're, mov- we're moving on from this. All right. Well, that is old news uh-huh. at this point. So let's go on to new business, and with new business, we talk about new album releases. Um, of which I I have one, but I need to take a closer listen to it. All right, so <laughs> let's see what I got here. Two weeks ago would put us at the 10th, thereabouts. So we're talking about January 8th, new releases. Mm-hmm. I think I talked about a couple of these already, actually. Frozen Soul, Hearts of Hand Grenades. Uh, Sammy yeah. Hagar on the circle. Yeah, they sound familiar. Yeah, they I got the. I, All right, so I got the Sammy Hagar album on CD now. So it we'll go to the fifteenth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gate Creeper. Their oh. new album was quite good. Uh, Bloody Hammers. I don't think I was too impressed with. Dragony was fun. They're they're a power metal band. I think you would probably be enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Ingested. Fucking just straight up fucking death metal. Fucking pretty damn good. Voodoo Circle, a little more on the hard rock side. Dead Sovereign was very good. Mm-hmm. But I think the one that really stuck with me the most is the EP uh, by Emma Ruth Rundle and Thou. That was very good. That was a, co- a comp- uh, collaboration between those two, and that was very good. It was one of my albums of the day. Uh-huh. So I, I would recommend people checking that one out. don't exactly remember what, like style-wise, but I remember it being very good. I think it was probably a mix between like um, like singer songwriter from Emma Ruth Rundle and that was probably more of like a, the death metal side of things. So I think that would probably be a good it was a good mix. Gotcha. Of shit. Okay. All right. And then next coming up, and this, I think I've already listened to one or two albums from this week that we just passed. So the twenty third, uh, the new Nervosa came out. Uh, this is the new lineup after two members of the band quit. They became a four piece. Yeah. Uh, excellent. Fucking excellent thrash metal. Fucking wonderful. Uh, and then last night I listened to a band called Asphyx, and they're straight up death metal. Pretty much you know exactly what you're going to get with that one. So that was, it was just a good listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course we got coming up in this particular, this particular week's uh, releases are, we got Therion coming yes. up, The Dead Daisies, uh, Wardruna, Wardruna maybe? Wardruna. Wardruna. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ectomorph coming up. Labyrinth has a new record out. Uh, Cry, C-R-E-Y-E, I want to say Cry, uh, Phantom Elite, uh, that's what I got queued up in my, uh, my list here, mm-hmm. so it's looking like a pretty good week. Um, so two things. Okay. One, 
Have you heard the Dead Daisies track? I have not. It is, this is what the Glenn Hughes, right? Yes. Yeah. It is really good. Okay. Really good. Um, you know, I'm, you know, their previous singer was John Karabi, big John Karabi fan, but I love Glenn Hughes, and he fits the band perfect. Great track. I have the album, haven't listened to it yet. I got a stack of about six albums that came this week, and I haven't really listened to them because I've been focusing on the future. Number two, Therion, I've heard uh, most of. Fantastic. Um, it's funny because you know there's a lot of elements that I like about their their earlier albums. I'm only so familiar with their stuff. They have like 17 albums at this point, uh-huh. and I'm only maybe like four albums of their stuff. But the stuff, the the way that they describe the new album is that it's kind of they're giving the fans what they want, basically saying that all the stuff that you guys really liked about the previous albums, we're just doing an album of that. <laughs> and it's like it just. From from the get go, it just kicks ass. Cool. So um, that's gonna be a really good listen for you. I'm, I'm pumped for that. Yeah. So so definitely look forward to that. Um, but those two records, I also have to listen to myself, like give a full full on listen to, just because of I've been busy. Um, but and then next week is the official release of the Accept album. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I was just looking at the list for the next two weeks, considering that's when we're gonna record the podcast yeah. next. Uh, the next two weeks we got coming up, we got the new Accept album, like you like you mentioned, uh, mm. Too Mean to Die. Yeah. Um, we got a band called Demon Head has a new album coming out. MSG has a new album coming out, which of course is the Michael Shanker group. Um, we got Soin has their new album coming out. Tribulation, a uh, band called Werewolves. Uh, that's all next week. Mm. Uh, what else we got here? Um, Harry Carey for the Sky, which is a, a group that. Um, I've been introduced by Bird, I believe yeah, it was. Bird's, Bird's been talking about them. He's been talking about them a lot. They have a new album coming out next week as well. The week after that, we're going into February. February 5th, we got Cult of Luna. It has a new EP coming out. Mm-hmm. Corp Clani. Mm-hmm. Tyler Tor. Tyler Tori. Mm-hmm. Uh, his new solo album is coming out. Uh, what else do we have on this list here? Foo Fighters' new record is coming out on the 5th. Uh-huh. Um, and Transatlantic, the progressive group with uh, Mike, I Can Play That Portnoy. Mm-hmm. So we have that to look forward to on the fifth of February. Yeah, um, I'm saving some of my comments for the Accept album, um, but I, if you're a fan of Accept, this won't let you down. <laughs> like they, it's Accept. It's Accept, and it hasn't really changed much. Yeah, exactly. So the the bulk of my comments I'll save for the future. The future. The future. Um, but that's what's coming out in the next two weeks and what's come out in the past week or two. Um, and so typically after that we talk about what else you've been listening to. Mm-hmm. So I'll let you start off. All right, so usually what I've, what I've been doing as of late is um, in the morning I wake up, do my thing, sit at the table to have breakfast, 10 more reviews. Kind of concentrate on maybe knocking out an album or two just on just that breakfast. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say who I was listening to because, of course, that's the future. Uh-huh. Um, then when I go to listen to stuff in the gym, it's usually either a new album or whatever album of the day, typically. Um, but what happens at the end of that, depending on how my settings are on my Spotify, either goes quiet and the album ends, or it goes into um, radio for, uh, mode, which means it just starts playing random songs like that album. Mm-hmm. So it's been pretty much consistent because uh, I've been listening to, I guess, bands that are very um, similar to what I've already been listening to. So, like, it's been a lot of Trivium coming up, especially, like, 
uh, the newer album, What the Dead Men Say, and Silence in the Snow, because I listened to that song particularly a lot recently. Um, Lamb of God has been coming up a lot. Um, I listened to Ghost the other day, just randomly, because, you know, because it's fucking Ghost. Um, but what also I've been doing is I've been trying to to give honest listens to um, particularly female pop artists. All right. So besides the Taylor Swift thing I've been I've been kind of on about for a while, I listened to her second new album of 2020, mm-hmm. uh, Evermore, which was, I think, better than Folklore, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, I actually listened to Billie Eilish's album, uh, Word, uh, Where We Go When We Fall Asleep or whatever it is, mm-hmm. which is very fucking good. Mm-hmm. And then I also went back and I listened to 21 by Adele, which I think is a fucking phenomenal album. And I, like I said, I'm just trying to on, give honest listens to stuff that I've just been kind of dismissing the last couple of years uh-huh. and finding myself very much enjoying it. So much. And it's mostly specifically female ones because I, I, don't, I, don't I don't know if I can take the, the male pop stars. I think it's mostly female singer-songwriters that I'm, I've been kind of going with. And I say pop just because it's popular, but I don't think it's like pop music. Like it's not like the bubblegum stuff. Yeah. You know, it's more stuff like, again, singer-songwriter stuff. Like just popular artists yeah yeah i yeah. guess that would be the way to go so yeah. i think next on my list if i was to, to listen to anything it would probably be the um the album that lady gaga released called joanna i think it is mm-hmm. for her grandmother or something mm-hmm. like that i think that would be the next logical progression for me you know what this means right what's that you're getting old oh yeah i had this conversation with a buddy of mine actually <laughs> no i'm serious i i had a conversation with a buddy of mine we were talking about music and how he um he said that he never thought he would be the old man that said, you know, music today does, the music today sucks. And I told him I became a different old man. I became an old man that went back and listened to the stuff that he used to dismiss as a younger person and actually find reasons to enjoy it as an older man. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm, I'm that version of an old man now. <laughs> and I am. I am. Whatever. You're an old man. I'm an old man. You're an old man. Just sitting there with your with your rocking chair, shotgun by the fire. Well, I'm sitting in the rocking chair right now, and uh, I got my, my gray and beard here, a little scraggly. Well, rephrase that. That's my chair. Okay. My chair. I didn't say my chair. I said a rocking chair. You said, you said my chair. All right. When you go back to edit that, you can just change it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you said my chair. In post. There ain't no post. <laughs> no. There's no editing this. Um, but yeah, so what have I been listening to? Tell me we review stuff, just because I take to it very slowly. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I was going to say, you need to add a couple of the guys that are coming up for Tenwood Reviews in the fucking, in the script. I know, I know, I know, I gotta do that. I'm yeah, because I'm, I'm out of, I'm out of things to write now. I'm that far ahead. Write them down somewhere, fool. I know I will, I'm going to have to, just so I can keep on fucking track. Uh, five bucks says you don't even remember what the next one is. I know what I I know what I've done already, but okay. you don't know what the next one is. I don't know which ones you're doing. You don't know what the next one is. <laughs> Whatever. You know what February is because you're done with that already, which we gotta record anyway. Yes. Um, but moving along. So I listened to a bunch of typo negative because of the fact we filmed our grilling is my business video. True. Uh, which was a lot of fun. Good meal. Great leftovers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, so, so very much enjoyable. Very, very nice. Um, so, obviously, type negative, great stuff. Um, Ten more reviews. And um, 
new accept, new Ethereum. I've already talked about these. Um, so really, I've just been kind of focusing on other things right now. Uh, I'm trying to get back into the mode of reading. And um, one of the things that I suddenly became very interested in... Actually, no. Let me, let me rephrase that. So I'm not a religious person, as we know. Clearly. No, not very, not very at all. Clearly, I look like I'm fabulous. I'm too fabulous for church, bro. <laughs> bro. Bro. God would look at me and he would open up the doors <laughs> and, say, he, and, and he would blare, "Stay alive." <laughs> um, but anyway, you can tell so, by the way he uses his walk. So, um. I've had this interest in different things about religions. Like I like to sit there and take, pick and pull pieces from every little thing and decide what I like and adopt it to myself. <laughs> so I bought a copy of the Satanic Bible. Oh, shit. Look at you. Going to read that, see what it says. Because, you know, if you sit there and spend all your life hearing that, that <clears throat> hell is bad, Satan is bad, I want to know why. Mm -hmm. like, like, ooh, what can I be tempted with? But one of my favorite recent findings is actually a religion that is um, that involves the worship of women with shapely buttocks. <laughs> it's called the Donatology, and I bought the Bible for it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you get what I meant before by cheeky. <laughs> yes. Yes, there it is. Yes. There it is. So it goes a lot more into that, obviously. But I just found it to be so fascinating because that is pretty much like the summation of it if you search for the word online. So I'm like, okay, I have to know about this. So, First, oh yeah. so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read through this Bible thing that I bought. So fucking in, there, in, in, in that whole religion, that whole religion is founded on fat bomb girls making the world go around. Not even that. Just, just shapely. Awesome. I know, right? Fucking awesome. Yeah. So, what you mentioned reading, and I've been getting into a lot of reading. I finished a couple books recently, actually. Mm -hmm. um, I finished 1984. I started reading The Handmaid's Tale. Doing a whole lot of dystopian things. Mm -hmm. But one thing I did find, uh, I watched the documentary that uh, Lindsay recommended to us uh, about Ted Kaczynski. And I read out and I bought his manifesto about the, uh, what's it called? how technology is in, is pretty much the decline of our civilization and what should be done about it. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing about it is that a lot of stuff he mentioned back in the 90s seems to have come true into fruition here in 2021. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to read it and see like where his mind was at at the time that he was doing all of his terrible things. Mm -hmm. um, and again, it was 99 cents for Kindle. So I was like, I got that and a couple of the other essays he's written. I had no idea he was actually a PhD. You know, he, was a, he, had, he, had, he had a doctorate in... Uh, in mathematics, he was actually a very bright and very intelligent man, just very isolated and had a lot of particular issues. Yeah. But uh, just to read where his mind was at, at the time would be very interesting, yep. to say the least. Yeah. Real quick before we move on, it's um, I found a very funny comment recently that somebody had put up. And basically they said, like, the Simpsons haven't predicted everything. Nothing's changed since 1989. <laughs> <laughs> Or, like, no problems have been solved since 1989. Something to that effect. I'm yeah, like, yeah. You know, I'm like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move along. Um, we'll skip albums of the day for this time. Let's go on to obituaries.
right, yeah, because most of the albums today, I think we kind of talked about already. Pretty much, yeah. Because I've been, uh, I've been, for the most part, I've been grabbing up just whatever I've been listening to. So yeah, it's just been fucking. For me, it's a lot of new releases and stuff yeah. like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna skip albums of the day. We'll go straight on to obituaries. Okay. So Tim Bogert, or Bogart, yeah, Bogert. Uh, he's the bassist and founding member of Vanilla Fudge, Cactus, and Supergroup Beck, Bogert, and Apathy. Died at the age of 76. A little bit of background history on Mr. Bogart here. He played on Vanilla Fudge's first five albums between 1967 and 1969. Vanilla Fudge, The Beat Goes On, Renaissance, Near the Beginning, and Rock and Roll, before the group disbanded in 1970. Soon after, Bogart and Apathy teamed up with guitarist Jim McCarty and vocalist Dusty uh, Rusty Day to form Cactus. In 1972, Cactus split, and Bogart and Apathy joined forces with guitarist Jeff Beck to form the power trio Beck, Bogart, and Apathy. In 1999, Bogart was inducted into the uh, Hollywood Rock Walk of Fame. So, rest in peace, Tim Bogart. Yeah. I just want to make an awful joke, though. Okay, go right ahead. And this is one, another one you're going to appreciate, and I'm hating my life because I'm giving you jokes today. I, I, I'm loving it. Bring it on. So, Cactus split, right? Yeah. Did they become cacti? Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, plural of cactus. I like it. Uh, I like it. Uh, you didn't make a comment when you when you said this Sunday we're going to eat Josta pasta. I said you Josta be kidding me. You didn't say that anything in the in the group chat. I was very disappointed. Josta be kidding me. Well, we ended up not eating it. Now did we? No. So that means I still have opportunity to make the, the pun in the video. Make the face at you. Yeah, I can't see the heat in your eyes behind your yeah. silly sunglasses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you can imagine. I can feel it. it. I you can't can... see it. Oh yeah, yeah. That's why. I, that's why I'm wearing the sunglasses. You can't. You can't. <laughs> All right, we got one more. We got one more. All right, uh, Sylvain Mizrahi, better known as Sylvain Sylvain, who is a songwriter and founding member of the New York Dolls, passed away at the age of 69. In April 2019, a fundraising campaign was launched for Sylvain, who revealed that he had been diagnosed with cancer. You know, this year so far, been an awful lot of death. Yeah, awful lot. Continuing, like, even, it feels like even worse than 2020. It's like, oh, by the way, more. Yeah, it it feels like, you know, it it feels like this stuff was probably going to happen in 2020, but it just trickled over. Just we just couldn't fit in. <laughs> Too much death. We, we, oh, we, we wanted more, but we extended the quarter for next year. Well, you got uh, we got Larry King just recently passed away. Yep. Uh, what was it this weekend? Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So th- it's just a lot of people. A lot of people. Yep. All right. Moving along. Are you ready for some general news? I am always ready for general news. No, I, I, I had. I guess I fucking got rid of the article that I was supposed to read off of this, but the the general headline here is Nightwish's longtime. Bassist vocalist Marco Hitala has announced his departure from the band. Oh, let me just read off the article right here. I wept for days. I, no. I was fucking like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> now, the, the the it's 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 like that that headline misleading because he said, "I'm leaving Nightwish and my public life." Yeah, he's he's going kind of like going back to like isolation, not isolation so much, but just chilling the fuck out. And yeah. not doing anything, he says. I think I think he's mentioned not like maybe twenty twenty two, he might do something, but he just needs to take the time off. 
Yeah. Like he, he's specifically mentioned the pressure of being in the public life, depression, and uh, just general mental health, really. Yeah. You know, which is understandable, considering that I think in Finland he is a much bigger deal than he is over here. I mean, he just won the fucking, the mass Singer over there. Mm. And I think his public life over there is probably far more stressful than anything that he deals with over here. Yeah, probably. So, but that is such a shame. Yeah. That is such a shame. Just when I thought they were bringing him back into the band of Nightwish a little bit more with his vocals, and he released that fucking badass fucking solo record last year, mm-hmm. and he needs to take a break. It's a shame. It's like, man, man. I got yeah. more words to say about that, but I'll save them. All right. Are we ready? I'm ready. Dr. Anthony Fauci. Fauci. Fauci? Is it? Okay, Fauci. <laughs> I've been watching too much of the news lately. So okay, so I know you, know, you know how to pronounce it. I never, I never knew. Yeah. Anyway, he says that theaters and other live entertainment venues could reopen, quote, sometime in the fall of 2021. Mm-hmm. He is the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, uh, and he gave an update when he thinks the performing arts will be able to reopen during a virtual conference held by the Association of uh, Performing Arts Professionals. According to the New York Times, Fauci said that the country will have to reach an effective level of herd immunity, which requires vaccinating from 70 to 85% of the population before theaters and other venues will be able to open. He says, if everything goes right, this will occur. Uh, this will occur sometime uh, in the fall of 2021. So that by that time we get to early to mid fall, you can have people feeling safe, performing on stage, as well as people in the audience. He went on to say that if vaccine distribution succeeded, theaters with good ventilation and proper air filters might not need to place any uh, many restrictions for the performances by the fall, except asking their audience members to wear a mask, which he suggested could continue to be a norm for the foreseeable future. So a couple things about that. <clears throat> a, cool, it's potentially for the end of this year. Great. Two, or B, because I can't remember how I started this. You started it with an A. B, or 2A, or whatever. Um, my well, not to be. My major... Show I hate you. My, <laughs> my major show that's going to be coming up around that time is going to be Ramstein. So they're just going to burn the virus out of the building. <laughs> true, true, true. That, that, that's a good point. That is a very good point. Just and, and to even get that point across, maybe they'll go on first. <laughs> um, now, see, a lot of places are still technically opening up, depending on where you live. There are some. A lot of the venues around here have actually started making and serving food to count as restaurants uh-huh, to, stay to, open. to stay open, which, cool, great, live music continues. Um, doesn't help the bigger bands, yeah. or, or maybe, but um, still cool, happening, happening potentially soon, it's just, it seems like it's based on a little bit of what if. Oh, there's an awful lot of what ifs, especially because, yeah. like, you know, the the whole new variant of the disease coming from the UK, yeah. apparently more deadly, a little bit more contagious, you know. Mm-hmm. Just and also like a matter of getting the vaccines out. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, I know a couple of people have had to, at least their first shot of the vaccine. Mm-hmm. You know, no word when they're supposed to get the second shot. You know, it's just it's, it's just going to take fucking time. Yeah, and there's too many of us. There just is. So well, the upside is that a lot of people still don't think anything about it. So therefore, they can step aside for me 
to go in there <laughs> and get my Fauci ouchie as it trended on Twitter. Fauci ouchie. Wow. <laughs> it trended on Twitter yesterday. So That's like... fucking phenomenal. <laughs> the Fauci ouchie. Oh. I like it. I like it. All right. So FX has ordered Pistol, a six-episode limited series about the legendary Sex Pistols guitarist Steve Jones. All right. So based on Jones's 2018 memoir, Lonely Boy, Tales from a Sex Pistol, the series from Academy Award winner Danny Boyle, who will also serve as executive producer and director, was created by Craig Pierce and written by Pierce and Frank Cottrell Boyce. And Danny Boyle, that was Trainspotting, right? Danny Boyle? I feel like that was Trainspotting. I, you might be right. Yeah, you don't have to look it up. It's fine. I just... I, I'm actually I'm curious, okay? And I have I always have fucking IMDb ready to go. Well, in that case, give me a song to sing. All the songs. All the songs. There you go. There you go. Oh, see, I knew it. All right, so Danny Boyle, he also did 28 Days Later, 127 Hours, and Slumdog Millionaire. Okay. And let me see if it was, really was Trainspotting. That'd be in the 90s. Yeah, it'd be like Yeah, there it is. Yeah, okay. I was right. I know things. You know things. I know things. All right, let's go on to the next thing. things. You're just looking at the rest of what he's done. Yep, sorry. No, that's, All right. that's movie time. We don't have a podcast I for know. that yet. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jorin Lande competed in the first semifinal of Norway's Eurovision Song Contest qualifier, Melody Grand Prix. Uh, according to NRK, which is, I guess, the uh, Norwegian uh, radio station or news, whatever, mm-hmm. Uh, the network responsible for the Norwegian national final and the country's representation in the Eurovision Show Contest, a total of 26 acts, will take part in this particular Grand Prix. Through five preliminary heats and a wild card round, 12 of them will make it to the big final on February 20th. Jorn is one of the four acts who will compete in the first heat on Saturday, January 16th, that which was last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the semifinal features artists competing for only one place in the Grand Final. Uh, where they will join the six artists who made who have already pre-qualified. After the five semifinals are completed, one more show will announce which of the excluded acts has earned the golden ticket to the grand finale. Blah, 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 blah. Do we have any follow-up on that? No, there has okay. not been any follow-up. And I'm just going to end it with, I got a golden ticket. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. All right. According to Billboard, Artist Group International, which is one of the top independent booking agencies in the world, has signed alternative rock icons Jane's Addiction. All right. Michael Arfin and uh, Marsha Vlasic will be the responsible agents for both Jane's and singer Perry Farrell and his solo endeavors. In other news, Jane's Addiction is still a thing. Allegedly so. Allegedly so. Dave. I'd be more interested in getting Perry Farrell just because he does the Lollapalooza thing. Yeah. Right, let let him do that. Let Dave Navarro go out on his own, do whatever he wants, because Dave Navarro's cool, and let that be it, because Jane's addiction sucks. Yeah, the way, I'm not a, a fan. What's there's, that? There's oh, a little, hey. There's a little Thaddeus, kitten. What up, bro? We have four cats in this house now, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and Thaddeus is a gorgeous orange kitten. Yeah. Fucking love that guy. He's a beast. He's a beast. All right. Ready. Yes. So in 1991, Kirk Hammett of Metallica came to ESP with a request for a new custom guitar using a single cutaway design, but with the feature, uh, but with the features of his KH2 signature model. Oh, but with the features of his KH2 signature model. Okay, blah blah blah. All right. So then, of course, Pusshead put his um, 
design of Aspire Graphics, specifically for the new instrument, which was dubbed the KH3. Kirk played this guitar throughout the 90s on tours supporting Metallica's legendary Black Album. After spending a number of years on display at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Kirk's original KH3 has returned to ESP as a reference point to create the new Kirk Hammett KH3 Spider 30th Anniversary Edition. The 30th Anniversary KH3 Spider is a reissue of the original model with some upgrades. <laughs> like the original, this reissue features neck through body construction, uh, an alder body and three-piece maple neck. This extra thin U-shaped neck has a Mascar ebony fingerboard with 24 extra jumbo frets and features both spider-shaped inlays and Kirk's skull and crossbone inlays. It also features the special scrawl logo along Kirk's e, uh, signature on the headstock and includes a Floyd Rose 1000 Bridge. The new H KH3 30th Anniversary Edition adds a set of Kirk's signature EMG Bonebreaker pickups and a scalloped fingerboard from frets 17 to 24. I'm sorry, you lost me a Kurt Hammett. <laughs> Can you do that whole entire thing again? <laughs> no, what? no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, I, I totally understand guitars. <laughs> Pretty much, I remember seeing this particular guitar, the KH3, in uh, Musician's Friends catalog for so long. Mm. Both the uh, the ESP and the LTP versions, mm. uh, both versions are being reissued as a 30th anniversary with a little bit new updated models, uh, specifically with the pickups and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You ready for some more guitar news, actually? <laughs> oh, am I oh, cause, ever. Because Dean Guitars has relaunched a true original with the Dime Bag or the Dime Razorback Rust electric guitar, which pays tribute to late legend Dime Bag Daryl. Originally introduced as a limited U.S. custom run, the Dime Razorback Rust joins other signature Dime Bag guitars in Dean's Artist Series. So this was just another fucking Dime Bag guitar coming out. Do we Dean. really need more Dime Bag guitars? Hey. Do we? I, I don't. Do we? Hey. I'll say no. Yeah, okay, so check this out. Yep. BMG has announced it has acquired outright Fleetwood Mac co-founder Mick Fleetwood's interests in the band's recordings. The deal gives BMG Fleetwood, uh, Fleetwood's royalty interest in over 300 recordings, including all of Fleetwood Mac's biggest hits, among them Dreamers, The Chain, Go Your Own Way, and The Landslide from albums including Fleetwood Mac, Rumors, Tango in the Night. It includes Fleetwood's interest in all of their recorded work apart from their first two albums. Hmm. Cool. It's been something of a trend because this comes up a couple more times uh, later on, uh, where people are selling their rights to their songs or songs they've been a part of. Uh, I think Bob Dylan recently did something along the lines here. <laughs> That's a lot. I know. <laughs> I just just take them all, man. I just, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about another one later on, but it's been something of a trend. I think we've mentioned it before with a, another uh, another uh, artist recently. Mm-hmm. So, it's just an interesting trend, and I think there was an article about it on some fucking news site that I should have read, but I didn't. But um, again, it's like I said, it's a trend. Like a lot of artists are doing this; they're making big fucking money doing it. So, but but the thing is, I think that what happens there is that these songs are can now be used without the artist from like not so much permission because they don't own them anymore. Yeah. So like they can be used in like commercials and, and movies and things of this nature. Yeah. 
Like so. like when Michael Jackson had the Beatles songs and they would show up in commercials and Paul McCartney would just cry. Well, I, I just recently, I don't, I think, what was it? I think it was a phone commercial mm-hmm. that they were using I Want It All by Queen. Oh, they've used that song billions of oh times. Oh my God. It was like, I just did, oh man, I did, I don't know. I think the I think the the big one that was being used uh, I'm I'm remembering way back when particular commercial when I was dating Alex uh, I think uh, I want to break free came out oh. on on a commercial and it was like everywhere oh man I'm like I love Queen but you know the, 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 stop using my stuff all right <clears throat> Ripple Music one of the world's leading purveyors of doom and stoner rock has uh, named Ozzy Osbourne bassist Rob Blasco Nicholson as its new executive vice president of A&R and Special Projects. Oh, snap. A longtime connoisseur of the psych, stoner, doom, and heavy rock genres championed by the acclaimed Ripple Music roster and catalog, Blasco brings his extensive experience as a musician, manager, and curator to the California-based label. Blasco will work directly alongside Ripple Music uh, co-founder and CEO Todd Severin to sign new artists and exclusive produce special products with established acts in the newly uh, created position. Concurrently, he continues his roles as bassist for Ozzy Osbourne, band, and manager for his roster of artists. Awesome. Busy, busy man. Yes. Well, you got to keep busy nowadays. So. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, people have gotten over that, that trend of making bread. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sourdough bread is not cutting it no more. We're running out of things that, to do. Now we got to be making that bread. <laughs> Gotta get a shit ton of money. <laughs> <laughs> Going from making literal bread to uh, metaphorical bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Bringing in the dough. Pearl Jam Soundgarden drummer Matt Cameron will once again sit in with the 8G band on Late Night with Seth Meyers. His latest stint on the show will find him behind the kit for episodes airing during February 1st through the 4th. Cool. Seth Meyers is always cool for bringing in band, uh, cool drummers like that. Yeah. Like, uh, I think Nico McBrain was on it at one point. That's pretty cool. So I think, uh, yeah, he's very cool about that. Nice. The Two Minutes to Late Night Camp will be launching a new live stream series dubbed Splitsville this month. It will feature two bands covering each other's tracks in a nod to the seven-inch splits of old. The first entry in the series will premiere on January 29th with exclusive merch and more and find Every Time I Die and Cave In covering each other. Tickets for the event are available now at Bandcamp. I got nothing to say on that yeah, one. It's just interesting. It's a fun thing. Yeah. Because two minutes to midnight, they typically what they uh, two minutes to late night. I think what are they called? Mm-hmm. What they they have been doing is they bring their guests in. They do collaboration covers. Like I think I remember in particular one cover, they did uh, "Wrecking Ball" by Miley Cyrus, mm-hmm. and it was the woman from Rolling Thunder doing the vocals, and it was fucking wonderful. Mm-hmm. So, Rolling Thunder or Royal, Royal Thunder? Thunder? Yeah. I said Rolling Thunder. You did. I did. Royal Thunder. All right. Drummer Tommy Kluftos of Black Sabbath, Ozzy Osbourne, Rob Zombie, Ted Nugent, and Alice Cooper will rejoin the Dead Daisies when they hit the road in support of their new album, Holy Ground. Uh, He has previously toured with the Dead Daisies in 2015 and it's not presently clear at the time of the, when I copied and pasted this part of the article, it wasn't presently clear if Dean uh, Castronovo who laid down the drums on Holy Ground and 2018's Burning Down, is still a member of the Dead Daisies. Fast forward to just two days ago, Dean Castronovo has officially left the Dead Daisies. Uh, the drummer announced his exit from the group two days after uh, the Dead Daisies publicist revealed that Tommy Kluftos will rejoin the band, 
and yada, yada, yada. No. So, a lot of changes in the dead daisies in the last 20, not 24, uh, 12 months. Yeah, pretty so. much, yeah. So, Glenn Hughes and a new drummer. And bringing back an old bassist. Yeah. Which they should just have fucking Glenn Hughes play bass. He's a phenomenal maybe bass player. He, maybe he doesn't want to. <sighs> anyway, Bob Rock. The producer, of course, of Metallica's Black Album and a number of other amazingly well-produced records, who has been responsible for some of the biggest rock and metal albums of the last 30 years, including all of Metallica's studio albums from the 90s, has sold his share of rights from a catalog of 43 songs to Hypnosis Songs Fund. So he sold 43 songs, I think including the Black Album, to Hypnosis Songs Fund. Mm -hmm. So... I wonder what this is all about. I don't know. I don't know. Again, he sold his rights, and he's just the producer. Yeah. So he probably just gets like a like a pittance. Yeah. You know, little little crumbs from the table. Even so, I mean, it just something about it just sounds very strange, right? Um, it, it feels like people like are jumping ship or something like that. I, I would like if these articles. Um, well, I mean. I can't really say much for the articles or the person who's refu uh, reporting the news because of the fact they probably don't know. But I, I wish some of these people would be interviewed thereafter and be like, why did you do that? Yeah. You know, what's the reasoning here? I wonder if it has anything to do with the streaming thing. I thought so, too. Because, like, they're not making enough money with streaming. Mm -hmm. So these big companies are buying these the, the rights to these songs, these royalties. These are pennies. Mm -hmm. That doesn't provide anything for the artist, but, you know is a, an investment for these investment firms, I guess. Mm -hmm. All they have to do is shell out a couple million dollars to these people, and yeah, they're, Mick Fleet was pretty fucking old. He's not going to live that much longer. So, you know. Man, why you got to say that? Because tomorrow I'm going to wake up and be like, Mick Fleet was dead. Okay, fine. You, I, ruined, I, you ruined 2021. <laughs> that would kind of suck. Yeah. I mean, that would just kind of suck. Yeah, you got to. But gotta, I, 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 I wonder if it has to do with the streaming, that, the, that the, some of these artists – with such a large catalog who are getting a lots of plays on Spotify but not making any fucking money from it. They need a, they need some kind of other form of income. Fair enough. I, I you know, again, we don't know, but that's just a speculation. Yeah, I I believe it. I just I just want I just want a solid answer. Yeah. Instead of just speculating. All right. So, Ghost frontman Papa Emeritus the 4th yeah. made his live debut. And when he, when he joined the helicopters on Friday, January twenty second, on Swedish national uh, broadcaster TV's uh, quiz show, the performer of the a cover of the Rolling Stones' "Sympathy for the Devil," and it was quite good. Sexy magician number four. I was gonna say actually the 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 costume he was wearing is a very much an amalgamation of the of the previous four Papas, um, and a little bit of Carnocopia, because he's wearing a mask. Like Carnocopia, but the mask looks very much like the first Papa, uh, with the the paint on it. Uh, his hair is kind of slicked back, uh, kind of like um, kind of like the Sexy Magician. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think again, he's just put all four of his characters together, or all five of his characters together at this point, and put them into one new one, and it's it's gonna be fun. I guess I'll have to see it. So, all right. Last but not least here, in general news, drummer Michael Smith has announced his departure from Trapped via a statement he shared on his social media. 
His exit from the band follows a controversial year for the band, which saw the group's frontman Chris Taylor Brown grow increasingly combative on social media. <laughs> Here's a good question. Why does anybody still report on Trapped? <laughs> the funny thing is, is that um, it's funny, like, you know, sometimes they say, oh, we split because of, like, you know, uh, musical differences or whatever. He says, I think he specifically said that, like, most of the differences are mostly political. Mm-hmm. And, like, the way that the, the, the way that the band is being portrayed by some of the people in the band and the publicity received thereof does not reflect him as a person at all. Mm-hmm. That he's been going through the motions, just playing with his band to kind of make ends meet, but he can't do it anymore. So. <laughs> the, the, the departure information, the departure um, uh, statement online should just be, I'm leaving the band. He's a bastard. <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> that guy in particular? Yeah. <laughs> Man, fuck that guy. <laughs> That guy right there. <laughs> Do I need to post a picture? Yeah, fuck this guy. <laughs> All right, so that's it for general news. All right, you ready for the next bit here? Yep. All right, so we have nothing for books, unfortunately, so we'll, we'll skip over that one. So we are back into not spreading the disease here. We are coming full circle one, almost one full year later since yeah. shows started getting canceled. People have started making plans. Rescheduling shit, and we are back to canceling shit. Check it out. Paradise Lost is planned to perform their 16th studio album, Obsidian, live in its entirety. Have once again been thwarted by COVID-19. <laughs> this special show now been postponed to February 5th, 2022 at the warehouse in Leeds, UK. Oh, my God. You copied and pasted that. Oh, you better believe it. Oh, my God. You better fucking believe it. <laughs> All right, the decibel. Hey, you ready? Hey, I'm still laughing. Hey, I stopped laughing at you in your ridiculous costume here. Not costume, it's a uniform. But go on. I do like the scarf, though. Yeah, you love the scarf. I it's Aerosmith. It's, it's, I love the scarf. It's Aerosmith. Does it have the little pockets for the pills too? In it, in, in, in it? No, it just it no, just it just has you know frills. Has lip warmers. <laughs> Shit. All right, the decibel magazine, Metal and Beer Fest, Philly. Uh, has once again been rescheduled and is now booked for September 25th to 26th of 2021 at the Fillmore in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Originally booked for last year, the event was previously rescheduled to April until being met with the most recent delay due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Duh. Confirmed appearances include Converge performing a Jane Doe set, Napalm Death playing a Harmony, Corruption, and Utopia Banished set, Pig Destroyer running through a Prowler in the Yard set, Several of the others will also be on the bill, including some who were previously booked for the original dates from last year. An announcement regarding that remains pending. Okay. Another band that's been thwarted. <laughs> thwarted. <laughs> How dare! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just just the words that some of these articles use is too much. It's funny because uh, uh, I'm thinking of uh, the show Good Omens. Yeah. Uh, you know the premise of the show at all? Uh, Let's just heaven, say it's an angel hell? and a demon. They're good yeah. friends. Yeah, heaven and hell. Um, yeah. But heaven and hell don't know that they're good friends. So they've been kind of playing off each other and just reporting back to their mm-hmm. head offices, as they call it, uh-huh. good things. And he said, and they're, he's, they're trying to prevent the apocalypse. 
and the demon says something, or the angel says something about, well, if I was trying to stop you, it wouldn't be a bad thing. It's like, yeah, you see it, evil? You're thwart. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's just that's what I was thinking of. You valiantly defend <laughs> against the forces of the of faith. Evil. Defenders of the faith. <laughs> I have one more. Okay. One All more. right. Having previously been forced to postpone last year's edition, the Rebellion Tour has once again been met with the delay thanks to the COVID-19 pandemic. Duh. The tour has most recently set to take place in Europe through February and March of this year with Madball, Knocked Loose, Harm's Way, Siberian Meat Grinder, Hosser, and Dagger Threat on the bill. Newly rescheduled shows for the trek will be announced on a later date. Duh. Well, I'm sure we're going to hear more about it. Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, I was waiting for it to come up across on, on uh, Blabbermouth. I've been trying to expand my, my news thing here, so I've only been checking two sites, but I saw on Metal Sucks, I think it was, mm-hmm. that some of the summer festivals have already been canceled as well. Probably. I mean, I don't doubt it. I mean, we're, like, Fauci Ouchy over there <laughs> was saying something about fall of 2021. Fall lasts up until December 20th, people. December 20th. Yeah. So, we'll be lucky. All right. Are you ready for some breaking the law? (laughs) Uh, We already talked about John Schaefer. That was old news. Here's some new news here. Uh, Okay. So, Fear Factory guitarist Dino Cazares says that his vehicle was struck by a bullet Thursday, January 21st. The 54-year-old musician who lives in Los Angeles took to his Twitter to share a photo of his windshield excuse me, his car windshield, with the bullet still stuck in the glass. He wrote in an accompanying message, bullet hole in my windshield today. Los Angeles Police Department asked me if I had any enemies. I said yes, and named three people. Burton Bell, Burton <laughs> Bell, Burton Bell. <laughs> Let's see where this investigation goes. LAPD says it looks like a forty-five caliber. It's a big bullet. Yes, first person on my list, Burton. Second one, C. Third one, Bell. <laughs> First name, Mr. <laughs> Middle name, period. Last name, T. <laughs> Go get them, boys. <laughs> Bake them away, toys. <laughs> he tried to de-manufacture me. All right, ready for some merchandising? Yes. All right. Knuckle Bones, creator of the Rock Icons Music Collectible Series, has announced the arrival of the initial production units for Tony Iommi's Rock Icons statue. To its U.S. warehouse. Pre-orders are always first to ship and go out in the order they were received. The remaining inventory is super limited, so if you are a Black Sabbath fan, don't miss out. Knuckle Bones. I think uh, yeah, it's either Knuckle Bones or Knuckle Bonds. I think we had this conversation in the last podcast. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I've been pronouncing Knuckle Bonds phonetically, of course. Uh, but but I feel I, like Knuckle Bones, like Knuckle Yeah, that makes bones. a lot more sense. It does. They, sh- they should have clarified that. They're not going to put a fucking little parenthesis like, pronounce it this way, dipshit. Well, I mean... <laughs> I mean, Cravella Talk did that for me, which is wonderful. If you're going to time travel <laughs> back to the 90s and get a name with a Z at the end of it when it should be an S or something to that effect, if you're going to be that edgy and cool... Limp Bizkit? <laughs> move on. <laughs> Shut the hell up and move on. <laughs> Biscuit. <laughs> 
conversation over. I'll give you something limp. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> that sounds like a personal problem, man. So that scarf with the pills in it. Are they little blue ones? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know how to get you back excited. Iron Maiden is releasing a new record. <laughs> All right, recording news, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> While we're on the topic. <laughs> so Liquid Tension Experiment will release its third album, LTE3, as we already mentioned, but the, we have a final date now, March 26th via Inside Out uh, Music. Of course, as we mentioned, the effort will arrive 22 years after the release of 1999's Liquid Tension Experiment 2. Can you hear all the nerds? Finally! Woo! Of Mice and Men has announced an upcoming EP, Timeless. Mm-hmm. Which will be released on February 26th via the band's new label home, Sharp Tone Records. <laughs> Follow-up album on Borrowed Time. <laughs> no Effects will release its 14th full-length album titled Single, Single Album on Friday, February 26th via Fat Mike's label, Fat Rec, Cor- uh, Fat Rec Chords. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. All right. So this one has a little bit of recording news and a little bit of feuding in it. All right, so I left it here. Okay. Right, check it out. Sunstorm, which is a project created, overseen, and directed by President and A&R Director of Frontiers Records, uh, Seraphin Pergino. Pergino. Mm-hmm. Perugino. Okay. All right. Anyway, uh, was originally designed to showcase a musical style similar to singer Joe Lynn Turner's melodic rock AOR roots. After five successful releases, Sunstorm will now be a vehicle for one of the most impressive vocal talents to emerge in recent years in the form of rainbow singer Ronnie Romero. Romero's debut album with Sunstorm, Afterlife, will be released on March 12th. Fans can get their first taste of the album with the release of the single and video for the track Swan Song. Now, shortly after, Joe Lynn Turner blasted Frontier's music for continuing Sunstorm without him claiming that the Italian record label, quote, never informed him that he would be replaced in the project whose, quote, legacy he, de- he dedicated 14 years of his life, life creating. On Sunday, January 17th, Turner, who recorded five albums with Sunstorm between 2006 and 2018, took to his social media to dismiss Frontier's claims that he left the project to work on heavier music styles and to assure his fans that he has absolutely no intention of leaving behind his melodic rock AOR roots. Frontiers Records response, new phone, who dis? <laughs> Man, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that guy in particular. <laughs> you know what's, what's even funnier about this? Jolyn Turner's been in Rainbow. It's like, we're just replacing you with other Rainbow singers at this right? point. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he could go back to playing in Rainbow because Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie Romero was in Rainbow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, there's trade places. Yeah. And then... And then you know, even even better, fire Romero, and then just get the 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 Dio uh, thing. What is that? Dio disciples? No, no, no. The the hologram. Uh, the, the hologram. Get oh. the Dio, get the Dio <laughs> hologram out front there. Be like, bam, sunstorm. <laughs> sunstorm now with Ronnie James Dio. Oh man, yeah, that'd be funny. Man never dies. <laughs> So we keep on saying, man, fuck that guy. It, it makes me think of the South Park movie when, when they're at the UN yeah. and the Canadian guy's like, blah, 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 blah. And the American ambassador's like, 
fuck Canada. <laughs> hey, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. In a new interview with Death Angel's Ted Aguilar as part of the Alive and Streaming YouTube series, Dino Shiraz revealed that the new uh, Fear Factory album will arrive in the next two or three months. A single will precede the full-length effort, quote-unquote, soon. You said Fear Factory? Fear Factory. Okay. So this is the album that Burton did sing on, but he is disting, his, disting himself from. Mm-hmm. But, it's you know, that's, that's, you know, just wondering if, What's his name? Dino. Dino's going to live that long. Yeah, well, you know, you know, he has enemies. Three of them, as a matter of fact. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> three people. <laughs> you know, you should have been like, how much time you got? <laughs> <laughs> you got a minute? <laughs> Off of here? <laughs> you, mean, you, you mean prior to obsolete or after? <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do you count a couple thousand fans? <laughs> All right. B-Talica. A satirical oh. mashup act whose hilarious shtick marries the songwriting prowess of the Beatles to the deep-throated rock growl of Metallica has signed with Metal Assault Records. The band's fourth full-length album and its first in more than seven years will be released later in 2021. I feel like, I, I mean, first of all, I haven't heard that name in forever. I feel like we, we became aware of them when you were in college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And man, that was like... A, Fucking long time ago. Man, that was a that was, <laughs> that was a long ass right, time let's, ago. So let, let, let's put this in perspective. I, I graduated high school in twenty. You graduated high school in ninety nine. Uh, I graduated. I was in class in two thousand, my friend. I was two thousand three. We're oh yeah, you're right. Never mind. Yeah, math. Uh, you, math. You, you still tripped over it first, so beat me. No, I was go- I was just trying to say two thousand because we've been doing twenty twenty. I'm twenty. Oh oh. Damn, that's a long time ago. All right, anyway, the joke is dead. So 2000, I graduated in 2000. That's 20 fucking one years ago. Mm-hmm. So when I was in college, I mean, I only graduated college in 2005. So that's 16 years ago. And, you know, yeah. You, you old, time. man. I you old. old. I old. <laughs> yeah. I old. Times of Grace, the collaborative project featuring Killswitch Engage members Jesse Leach and Adam D will release its long-awaited second album this spring. The timetable for the LP's arrival was revealed in a new video message and graphic on the band's social media. Mm. Cool. So we're going to go back to Of Mice and Men. It would appear that they have planned to release a trio of EPs this year. A tweet from the band's frontman bassist Aaron Pauly to a fan suggested as much. Should that be their actual plan, the series will begin on February 26th when they release Timeless. That outing will mark their first, uh, their first with their new label Sharp Tone, as we mentioned. A first single from that offering by the name of Obsolete has already debuted. Cool. I, I don't know anything about Mice and Men. Neither so. do I, particularly, but I'm just trying to expand our level I'm, of coverage I'm, here. I, I just, I, I gotta, this, this just means I have to go listen to them. Yeah. Tomahawk, the band featuring Dwayne Dennison of the Jesus Lizard and Unsemble, Trevor Dunn of Mr. Bungle and Phantomos, Mike Patton of Everything Else Under the Sun, and John Stainer of Helmet and Battles will release its first full-length album in eight years, Tonic Immobility, on March 26th via Ipecac Records. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No more blue pills needed. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There, <laughs> there Anything it is. involving Mike Patton. 
is going to be good. Like that last Mr. Bungle record was fucking great. Yeah, I'm still I'm still waiting to get a copy of it somehow, some vinyl or CD. So, all right. So I know nothing about this band. I just like the name, so mm-hmm. that's why they're here. Okay. Pupil Slicer. <laughs> why would you do that to me? Oh, Pupil Slicer. Oh, I'm I'm hurting. I have announced a March 12th release of their debut album Mirrors via Prosthetic Records. Oh, don't even say just, just move on. Oh. Pupil Slicer. <laughs> like I said, I didn't like the fucking name. I'm going to be all about this. All right. So, I have written here, without surprise, our boy Heavy Debbie is busy. Read from the article. All right. So, I'm going to read this pretty much verbatim here. Mm-hmm. Earlier today, January 20th, Devin Townsend shared the below update via his Twitter on his current burst of creativity and what he has planned for 2021 and beyond. As you'll soon read, those plans are ambitious and touch upon numerous projects including albums, a film, and a graphic novel. So now, in Devin's own words. Update on what's going on creatively. Over the last six months, I've been working on two quote-unquote scores that have become a film, two albums, and a graphic novel, a graphic novel, uh, yeah, graphic novel, among other things, called the puzzle. It has become a massive project with a lot of great people involved. It's not song-oriented, and it's com- complicated and abstract. Stop moving. The film has become a tremendous undertaking, and we will be streaming it online when it debuts, along with physical product that is pretty next level. The concept is meant to describe the last year of chaos and the psychological process it requires of all of us. The music and visuals act as an analogy for it. The number of people involved, 30 to 40, represents a sort of community amidst it. There's two albums. Puzzle is chaos and meant to represent the internal dialogue in a fundamentally absurd time. Snuggles is meant to be a beautiful bomb that acts as a conclusion and something you can listen to on loop to feel better. Both of them have a film. The the concept of it all, which I'll explain in YouTube clips prior to the release, is such that I hope it inspires people, if visually inclined, to make their own graphic novels, films, books, etc., using the music as a soundtrack. The puzzle is written to be my version of a soundtrack to a kind of universal experience we've shared, I guess. The movie and books we are producing are meant as examples of the concept, as in, everybody's puzzle is unique, based on the same experiences. My work has always really just been a product of a compulsion to reflect what's going on in my life. If things are chaotic, it's bound to be chaotic. It's been a very bizarre workflow, but it's starting to come together now. Delivery date is March 22nd, released two to three months later. Finally, in August, I'll be begin recording my next actual quote-unquote album with songs for release early 2022. Untitled so far. But before that, the puzzle is something very different and really fascinating, I think. I'll be back to podcasts and Twitch streams when the workload lightens a touch here. Be well, and thanks for everything. Heavy Debbie. First first stream back. Devin, what comes next? Well, I was playing around with the idea of global domination. <laughs> what are you up to tonight? The same thing I'm up to every night, Brinky. Trying to take over the world. Seriously. He's got the big dome, too, with his head. 
Why you gotta make fun of his head? Because he's bald. Why you gotta make fun of bald people? Like you. Yeah. It's because you're my brother. That's why. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, you know, let my my skullet, my skullet's growing. Oh yeah, that's, oh, yeah. That, it's pretty impressive. I know, right? It's, it's crazy. It's pretty impressive. It's crazy. I'm just glad that I'm allowed to grow a beard again. Do wonderful. Yeah, you just wait for my beard. It's gonna be great. Beard mm. and skullet. Mm-hmm. Mm. Dude, I'm gonna I'm walking into work with top hat, and just looking like you know straight up suit, looking like El Diablo. El Diablo. I want to scare people in there. Be like, oh, man, he's crazy. And then they, 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 they're my patient. Like, I want them to fear me at first. <laughs> and then it'd be the nicest guy on the planet. Like, so, hey, how you doing? Here, have a, here, have a drink, you know? <laughs> how you doing? All right. Ready for the next one? Uh, yes. Worse, who features X3 Inches of Blood guitarist, vocalist Justin uh, Hagberg, uh, guitarist Shane Clark, and drummer Matt Wood. Uh, they released an EP this week. Okay. There it is. I have to go find that now. It features the tracks Charles Montego- oh, shit. Montgomery and Harm Pit and can be purchased via Bandcamp. Wait, wait, wait. What was the name of the, the two people at the end? The two uh, is called Tracks. Yeah. Uh, their tracks are called Charles Montgomery and Harm Pit. Charles Montgomery better be about Mr. Burns. Ha! True. Uh, yeah. True. It better be a Simpsons-related song. But they have the, the harm pit. Soul, f- Soul Fly has begun tracking their 12th studio album at Platinum Underground in Phoenix, Arizona with producer Arthur Risks, Risk, R-I-Z-K, who has worked with Power Trip and Cavalera Conspiracy producing. Cool. No one's releasing any live albums recently because there have been no live shows. Well, people can release old live shows. I know, I know. But I'm just saying, reiterating the whole COVID thing, fuck it. Anyway, rewind, replay, rebound, reissued. Singer Ryan James Dio joined Black Sabbath in 1979, which resulted in two back-to-back classic albums, Heaven and Hell and Mob Rules. On those memorable albums, Dio's soaring tenor and gothic songwriting were the perfect foil for the band's bone-crushing mix of razor-sharp riffs, intense grooves, and dark imagery. Copy, paste. I will allow that one. Rhino. Salutes the long shadow cast by this short-lived lineup with newly remastered versions of both albums expanded with rare and unreleased music. Heaven and Hell Deluxe Edition and Mob Rules Deluxe Editions will be released separately on March 5th. Each album will be available on two CDs for 19.98 or two LPs for 31.98. Due to space constraints, both vinyl editions include a selection of bonus tracks, bonus material from the CDs. So, stuff that couldn't fit on the CDs... I mean, stuff that couldn't, that stuff that were on the CDs that couldn't fit on the vinyl, they had to, to mix and match and pick and choose. So, the, if you want the, all the songs, you get the CD. Yeah, or yeah. just you know, digital. <laughs> Thank you, Lindsay. She's watching. She's watching I me know, headphones I, on. But it was perfectly fine. <sighs> the music will also be available via digital download and streaming services the same day. A rare live version of Heaven and Hell and a previously unreleased live version of The Mob Rules are both available today as digital singles and can be streamed below yes. at the article that I copied and pasted this from. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm down with the way that they describe the two albums. I'm totally yeah. cool with that. Yeah. 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 All right, so no men or women are doing any good right now. <laughs> All right, uh, commercial break. So... Oh, yeah, commercial break. We're doing that thing now. You did that. So, um, hit it. 
Greetings, Metalheads. Dan Mac here, and if you're a fan of putting a little heat on your meals, spice up your life with one of the many hot sauce flavors available from our sponsors at Hella Hot Hot Sauce. All natural, no preservative, and California-made, Hella Hot Hot Sauce provides small-batch artisan hot sauces made from fruit and pepper blends that emphasize aroma, taste, and, of course, heat. With several flavors available, some seasonal, others year-round, and collaborations with members of Ghoul, Exhumed, Guar, and Hatebreed, there are plenty of options to suit your palate. Head over to HellaHotHotSauce.com and buy up a couple bottles now. Alright, we're back. Crowdfunding tracker, Daniel? Yes. Oh, yes. Let me pull it up. Because I am on top of things and I know the order of how we do our show. So I still have one, and it's still the same man from last time. Sphinx? It is Sphinx. Um, and they are making a death metal concept album about all sorts of fun, fantastical, nerdy stuff. Um, now, last time I reported, they were somewhere, I think, in the 40s or 50s in their percentage. They have 41 hours to go as of um, about an hour ago. Um, and they are currently at 80% funded. Um, 80%? Not bad. 80%? Not bad. They're making the final push. I saw them post on Facebook. So it's looking like they're they're making that final pressure. Uh, hopefully they get to it. Um, and, you know, I, um, I, I haven't looked into it uh, much today. So, yes, 40 hours to go. And they're still a little shy of it. But we'll see how that goes. Um I'm looking forward to my my T-shirt, and they did say that they would sign my poster. They did. Yes, I did see that. They I did. did res- that, they yes. did respond to that. So thanks, guys. That's awesome. Yeah, that's um, very cool. I, I I'm really not. I mean, I was rooting for you before, but now I'm rooting for you ultimately. <laughs> no, um, I wish them good luck, and hopefully they get this through. Um, we're going to be sharing the link with uh, the sharing the link with the post for this podcast and maybe a little bit before then just to kind of make the final push a little bit more um, hard. Um, That's all I have. It doesn't seem like much is still going on. There was another one that I didn't look much into, uh, so I'm not going to talk about it. I do have one. Oh, you do have one. So a crowdfunding campaign has been launched to help raise about 20,000 pounds, approximately $27,000, so former Iron Maiden vocalist Paul Diano can undergo his long-delayed knee surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diano has battled a number of health issues in recent years. He reportedly underwent an operation in 2016 to remove, quote, a rugby-sized, uh, rugby ball-sized abscess on his lungs mm-hmm. and required a knee replacement operation on both knees after getting involved in several motorcycle accidents over the years. As a result, Diano uh, was forced to sit down while performing uh, performing for most of his recent shows. We've talked about this before. Yes. Um, so currently right now, his goal, of course, is 20,000 pounds. Uh, he has raised 5,176, which is about 25% of the goal by t- from 231 supporters. Now, this is just a um, a crowdfunding thing or a GoFundMe, so I don't think there's a date and there's like, you know, there's nothing going to happen if they don't make the goal. This mm-hmm. just is going to go help him to pay his for his knee surgery. Okay. So... If you are a fan of the original lineup of Iron Maiden, the first two records, um, and you feel inclined to help Paul with his knee surgery, please visit that particular website, which we will be posting in the link to the podcast. Some of the stuff he's done since then has been pretty badass. So, well, he just recently—I uh, think in the last couple of years—he did a tour with Blaze Bailey. They they toured together. Yeah. 
Uh, I think that's where we talked about him having to perform in a chair yeah. or sitting down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I'm sure after the knee surgery, he's probably going to be asked to lose weight and all that good stuff because he's not looking too healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully he gets the money he needs, he gets the surgery he needs, and he can get healthy again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, uh, one of the things I got from the Box of Fun is like a recent live album he did. And I gotta oh, shit. Li- I got to listen to it. So. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. All right. Should I want? I got nothing actually. Um, I I just want to come up with more ideas of, of more stuff to for us to put you out. You know what there. I want? What do you want? I want that new propaganda post that you posted up earlier today. That looks pretty fucking sweet. Order it. You got you get fifty percent off for for the next uh, couple hours. I think I'm gonna have to do that because that propaganda post looks pretty good. Yeah, just um, it's uh, I ordered mine in eleven by seventeen. I realized after the fact that I'm wrong about the sizing of the posters. Um, you can't necessarily you can you can reshape it, but it'll be smaller. Like oh. so, you can't like it's it. The original size was like 15 by 18. If you order it, it's going to come in 15 by 18 unless you resize it, and then there's going to be space at the top and bottom. So I was wrong about that. Uh. <laughs> but either way, that's how it originally intended, and and Zazzle will print it as it's sized, so they won't sit there and cut anything off. But um, yeah, I I ordered mine in eleven by seventeen just because I run the show. Yeah. <laughs> so um, if you want yours in eleven by seventeen, so you can frame it or something like that, I can take care of that. I want bigger. Okay. Well, it's gonna be the size of uh, probably the around the size of the Mike Tyson poster, maybe. Uh huh. Yeah. I have a poster of a Punch-Out on my wall, which is supremely awesome. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. I bought that in Comic-Con like two years ago. All right. So that's what I want. So, concert news? Yeah. Nothing to do with the drive-in. No one's, uh, nothing really sh- to announce for streaming stuff at the moment. Mm-hmm. Festivals, no one's announcing anything new. I haven't seen anything on Blabbermouth about cancellations, although we have been talking about that. Touring, though. Mm-hmm. Sebastian Bach will celebrate the 30th anniversary of the band's second album, Slave to the Grind, on a U.S. tour this fall. That's it. He's, he's cutting it close. Cutting it close. Remember, fall ends on uh, December 21st. Yeah. One-offs here. Foo Fighters and Bon Jovi are among the artists who uh, performed at the televised event for the inauguration of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris on Wednesday the 20th. Uh, the show was called Celebrating America. It was hosted by Tom Hanks. And also include performances by Bruce Springsteen, John Legend, Justin Timberlake, Ant Clemens, and Demi Lovato, as well as as well as appearances from actors uh, Eva Longoria and Kerry Washington. My favorite thing about this is the fact that we're we are very much understandably in a a point of chaos politically. And yeah, obviously half the nation did not vote for Joe Biden. But he's like, how can I get people to like me more? Everybody loves Tom Hanks. <laughs> not only that, but everybody also loves the Foo Fighters. <laughs> Just let me let me parade the darlings out in front of everybody right? <laughs> and be like, <laughs> no, 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 Simpsons movie. The U.S. government has lost all its credibility, so it's borrowing some of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing has ever been more prophetic than the fucking Simpsons. Oh my god! It, 
Oh. <laughs> How has no one made that joke yet? Mm. It's borrowing some of mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's nowhere near where anything ever was and ever will, will be. be again. <laughs> <laughs> if you see me in public, don't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Love that movie. Oh, uh, yeah, that was good. That was very good. Mm. All right, you ready for um, to move on? or? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Right. I just wanted to make that joke. <laughs> All right, heavy metal on the charts, uh, noteworthy points, uh, five. Five Chevelle singles were certified gold by the RIAA recently, uh, specifically on January 15th, for accumulating 500,000 certified units. The songs in question are Vitamin R, Leading Us Along, originally released in 2005, Jars, released in April 2007, I Get It, June of 2009, Face to the Floor on October 2011, and The Clincher on August of 2004. These are all now certified gold. I really. When did they actually become popular? They're just a generic hard rock band. Like right, s- it's like right up there with like Breaking Benjamin. In my opinion, they're boring. They are. They are. Like I mean, I kind of like like I kind of like um. Uh, was it? Send, Send the, the pain, pain below. below. I kind of like that song. I kind of like the red, like the first album. I kind of like. Oh, just kind of like. It sounds so slow and whiny. It is. It, it is. Pain, pain, it just shut up. It, it is. It most certainly is. I don't. I don't blame you for disliking it. Send the pain below my. D- <laughs> That's what I gotta say about that. So again, I get it. I just don't know how when they became like that popular. Yeah, I don't get it. I missed it. But I then was... again, it's only, also we're talking about songs that are almost 20 years old now. Yeah. Uh, 2004. I have a reason. Blame alcoholism, folks. <laughs> All right. Are we ready for the charts? Kind of. So the last time we did this was two weeks ago. There were still lots of Christmas music. We are now on January 24th. There shouldn't be Christmas music at all. Are you going to quote that? I, I, I'm, I'm going to say it. No more Christmas music on the charts. Top okay. 200. I'm I... saying it right now. Okay. Okay, let's do it. Are you ready? Top no, five. I'm ready. New album by Morgan Wallen. Dangerous. The double album. Who? Exactly. Oh. Uh, number two is uh, Taylor Swift, Evermore. This is the second new record she put out in 2020. Yes. Number three is Pop Smoke, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon. Yep. Number four is Jasmine Sullivan, uh, Her Tales. Who? Exactly. And number five is Lil, Lil Durk. The voice. What is? All right. Anyway, anyway, just stop. Just stop worrying about it. Okay. Now we scroll. All right. Taylor Swift, uh, number uh, fourteen, with her folklore album. We should probably keep track of how many albums she keeps on the charts at all times. Millions of peaches. Number number five. Number five. uh, uh, Barry Gibb and friends. Of. Of the, of the Bee Gees. New album. Number 15. Debut. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Fucking. You know what hell is? Danny Gibb. <laughs> Singing shadow dancing for oh, eons, eons and eons. eons. Hamilton soundtrack, number 22. Uh, it's not 22 because I, I stopped listening to that. I started listening to... Uh, Faith uh, to uh, Taylor Swift. So. 
I was sitting there listening to the new Ingested album. I stopped to listen to some Taylor Swift. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What else? What what was I going to say here? Oh, Queen's Greatest Hits is at number 33. Of course. Queen's Greatest Hits is at number 33. Billie Eilish is at 34. Yada, yada, yada. All right, let's go back to some more serious stuff here, quote, unquote. Uh, Rumors Fleetwood Mac is at number 40. Mm. Number 40. Starting to lose some of that viral fucking momentum it gains, I guess. Okay, Elton John Diamonds at number 53. Taylor Swift, her album Lover is at 58, so that's number three. Number three for her. I'm actually surprised that Elton John wasn't higher. Why is that? I'm pretty sure that Tiny Dancer was played at uh, Trump's Farewell. Oh, shit. (laughs) All right, uh, Journey's Greatest Hits at number 65. Creedence Clearwater Revival Hits Greatest Hits at number 66. ACDC, Back in Black, number 73. Yeah. Bob Marley and the Wailers, Greatest Hits, 74. Beatles, number uh, one. Beatles one, the fucking whatever. 76. Michael Jackson's Thriller, 78. Abbey Road by the Beatles, number 79. Number 80, Guns N' Roses, Greatest Hits. Okay. We're we're near 100, and there's no Christmas yet. Number 88, 1989, by Taylor Swift. Ding! Number four for her. Number th- uh, it was number four. I thought that was number three. I wasn't paying. No, attention. number three is Lover. Oh, yes, Lover. Wasn't, wasn't paying that was early attention. on. Mm. That's number four for Miss Swift here. Okay. Timeless, the all-time greatest hits by the Bee Gees. No, I'm joking. That's what it is, but I'm not gonna say it. Uh, Tom Petty, The Heartbreakers, number ninety-nine, greatest hits. Central Billy Joel, one hundred. Never mind, one hundred one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Shut up. Okay, now we are fucking scrolling hard. Millions of peaches, peaches from me. Fleetwood Mac, Grace Hits, 133. Mm-hmm. 133. Uh, All my friends. Sounds of Summer, The Very Best of the Beach Boys, number 144. Greatest Hits of Leonard Skinner, 146. I'm just going to start singing whatever song comes to mind during the gaps. I can can feel it coming. Mm -hmm. Bob Mm -hmm. Seger, The Silver Bullet Band, Greatest Hits, number 155. Mm -hmm. Ultimate Sinatra, 159. Black Album, Metallica, 160. 160, your favorite guy, uh, Boogie with the Hoodie, number 162. Okay, uh-huh. so these guys have a greatest hits record. Blink one eighty two, yeah, have a greatest hits record. Yeah, they do. All right, well, yeah, it's at one sixty six. Well, uh, you want to know how many tracks are on it? All of them. None. The greatest hits of uh, Bon Jovi is at one sixty nine. Uh, greatest hits by the Foo Fighters is a reentry at one seventy six. Dark Side of the Moon is at one seventy seven. Hybrid Theory by Linkin Park is at one seventy nine. Not a surprise there. Nope. Nope. <clears throat> Five Finger Death Punch! Back on the charts at 197 with a decade of destruction. Oh, snap! Got your six! Got your six. Got and rounding out. Six. Rounding out the top 200 at number 200 is Paul McCartney with McCartney 3. Cool. 
So of 200 albums, Taylor Swift has four in the top 100. We're going to say it right here and now because I've already called 2021 for ourselves. That by the end of this year, we're going to make Taylor Swift a fan of our show. We're going to make a... (laughs) We're going to make her a fan of the Shred Shack. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. We are going to make that happen. That way we can get her to wear a t-shirt and she'd be like, do you even know the Shred Shack? She'll know the Shred Shack. Oh, yeah. She'll know us. But that is it for the charts. That is it for the part of the script that I take care of. Okay, so that means that I have to pull up the uh, podcast uh, script. I was going to say podcast review, which uh, I review it now. It sucks. (laughs) Okay, so for today's discussion, we decided, or I decided, because that's how I roll, to uh, take a look at another list as per usual. Uh, This one comes from Kerrang. Uh, Not normally a place that we get stuff from, but we totally should because they're awesome. Um, But this one is the 50 worst metal covers ever. And by covers, we mean album covers. Yes. So... This is more of a visual thing, so we're gonna, you're going to yeah. be listening to our reaction to them, and then you're going to have to decide for yourself. Yes. So I am going to give people a moment to pause this podcast, go to Google, and get ready to look these up for yourself. I'll wait. <laughs> you're going to post the link, aren't you? I, mean, I, I am. Shut up. Anyway, so first one up, Scorpions, Animal Magnetism. Their explanation... Women and Doberman Pinchers both appreciate a man in a pair of slacks. If anything else comes to mind while gazing at this image, then you're beyond help. Thing comes to mind, it looks like this dude is just scratching his ass on a picnic. Yep. With a dog. Yeah, the dog looks a little bit more intense at his crotch than she does. Yeah. And what is he drinking? Is he drinking a beer? Like, what is, what is going on here? I didn't even notice the thing in his hand. It looks like a beer, yeah. Yeah, it looks like he's drinking a beer. Mm-hmm. Some subservient woman here in a fucking denim shirt. Like, it looks really weird. Yeah. Just, you know, cloudy sky. No, re- no reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're in the w- middle of nowhere. Like, it, it's very superimposed. And what what is with the dog? I don't know. Is there a treat hanging from his crotch? What, what's, what's happening here? I, I honestly don't know. But this is going to fall into a certain category that we're going to call dumb. Uh, okay, so we're going to call that one dumb. We're, we're going to have awful and we're going to have dumb. Okay. So we're going to – and then we'll see if we make any more categories hereafter. Okay. Here Black go. flag, what the – uh, what better way to piss all over the visual legacy of your band's back catalog by smashing this out in 10 minutes using MS Paint? Oh, yeah. This is rough. If it were any other band beyond Black Flag, like, if it were, if, if this were a Blink-182 cover. I was going to say, if this was like, this like, looks kind of like, almost kind of like the cover of Dookie by Green Day, it would be more acceptable if it was. Yeah, I mean, if it were if we were a different band, if yeah. it were a more if it were a band that had a little more tongue in cheek, I don't think Black Flag is that band. Also, if the, if the, if the band was this is like the cassette that they first recorded in their basement and they drew this themselves, then maybe yes, it's acceptable. Yeah. However, we have an MS Paint god among us, and that is Bird. Ah, the Bird. <laughs> so. Um, next one, Enochian, Night Monumental Evil. This band comes from Ostrava in the Czech Republic. We've never been, so we're guessing there's fuck all to do there. Um, and these guys are, okay, so, 
Well, there's there's uh, there's breasticles on the cover. For yeah, sure. there's, there's for definitely some. There's definitely a, a naked chick there. Okay. Well, at least topless chick. Okay. Well, it's, it's a black metal cover, so everyone's got corpse paint on. Corpse it's paint. It's in the woods. No crap. No crap. Spinning fire. Of course, there's a sword. Snow, and fire. There's a fire in the snow. I just logo is is ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, this, this we're, is. We're we're gonna put this under. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just meh. oh man, here, here, yeah, okay. Uh, I don't know. Um, Alice Cooper, raise your fist and yell. There's a good reason Alice Cooper is screaming, and that's because you've got fast broadband and the flat all to yourself. Uh, okay. Um, he's screaming because fast broadband and flat all to yourself. You're going to be jerking off with that hand. That's why he's screaming. Ah, uh, got it. Um, yeah, because it's Alice Cooper's face in the inside palm of a left hand. Yeah, that's why he's screaming. I've heard this one. This one looks it looks pretty bad. It's, it's just dumb. Like, I don't. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's in any way good. I don't even think it's all that decent. It's just dumb. Yeah. So. Uh, Fatherland. This Barcelona band canceled a long-planned trip to Games Workshop Druggis. That's true sacrifice. Well, if you look at this picture, it looks like somebody, this is like a pencil sketch of a real black metal uh, album cover mm-hmm. that they use as an album cover. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks like something that like is a rough draft, like a concept art, maybe. Uh, it, it's just, it's just, it, no. I don't. I don't have too much of a problem with it, honestly. I mean, it, you're exactly right. It looks like concept art. It's like, listen, I want to do something like this. Okay, just threw it on the album. <laughs> like, I said something like this. I, I, my favorite. Some of my favorite things is um, when you see like how people take things so literally and they fuck things up. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember one of them was like a li- like someone went to a cake shop and gave them a, a USB stick and said the slogan that we want or the picture we want you to put on the cake is is this. Or it's on this, mm-hmm. and the guy just put the picture of the USB stick on the cake, <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. You know, something like that. Like again, this is their concept. I was like, oh, here you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jack Star is burning star, no turning back. That's exactly what Jack said to himself once he dropped the artwork off at the printers. No turning back. <laughs> it's just it's it's simple. That's the thing. Like that's like. Yeah, it just looks. It really looks like they did. They took like a stock photo yeah. and they put some 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 fucking font over it and yeah. superimposed a picture of him awkwardly stroking his guitar. Like this is something that I would make for the training jack. Yeah, <laughs> this is like my awful photoshopping it, it, skills. It, it, I was gonna say it looks like a really bad Photoshop meme of some sort, like where they've been putting Bernie and everything. Yeah, yeah. That's what this kind of so looks put like. Bernie in the background of this one. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Uh, next one up is Key Dragon, Drink from the Waters of War. It's like someone explained a key scene from Game of Thrones to their child and asked them to draw it in a darkened room. And oh my god, that is so accurate. Yeah, that, this that, looks that, like yeah. crap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my son draws significantly better than this. Yeah. How do you uh, release this? Your, your son also draws significantly better than me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's this just is bad. That's just bad. It's like, hey, what do you want on the cover? Just a crayon drawing of something. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. Metal Church hanging in the balance. If there was a brief for this staggering illustration, it was clearly misinterpreted. 
people have I've before I even got the album, I heard so many bad things. People were hating on the cover of this album, and I put it under dumb. Yeah, this is dumb. Yeah, I will put this under dumb. Yeah, just 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 dumb. It's cool. There's a big lady on there. That's a, that's fine by me, but it's just dumb. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's rough. Uh, Denet, or Dennett, I'm not sure. Uh, I would say Dennett. Dennett. Uh, Terrestrial Dying. Uh, it's always nice to see a person's soul escape an appalling album sleeve and enter the next realm. And it actually looks like a, um, a demonstration of how to do a crunch from a, like, workout book. Yes, yes, I can see that, yes, yeah. for sure. For sure, although I don't know what the aura is coming out of its mouth. It's like, <gasps> Um, you know, I, I really can't tell either. I guess it's for smokers. <laughs> Working out for smokers. They're dying, Dan. They're dying. They just put a little vape in there somewhere. They're dying. See, vapes. They kill people. Yeah. Cigarettes kill people. Bam! I've got the great idea. Thank you for smoking. Overkill, under the influence. Navigating the New York subway is hard enough without a Venge Sevenfold's mascot trying to blast you with his laser eyes. <laughs> so with that one, that hurts. Yeah. That hurts. I'm sure Bobby Blitz is like, that guy! That guy <laughs> that in guy. particular! <laughs> Fuck that guy. Because <laughs> I do have a shirt, uh, to my understanding, that says, get your own fucking logo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. But um, it is, it is kind of a dumb... Yeah, it looks a little silly. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks like a really cool scene from a bad sci-fi movie that I would totally watch. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. It's one of those movies that would probably be so bad it's good. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. You know, just it looks like Flash Gordon over there. Next up, Iron Maiden Dance of Death. Remember when Ally McBeal used to have hallucinations of a poorly animated dancing baby? Here it is at some point, uh, some, here it is at some sort of mask party hosted by Eddie. Um, and this is another one that I know so many people hate. Yeah. I don't have much of a problem with uh, it, but it, it's awful. But it is it is pretty awful. It's awful. It's pretty awful. Especially in comparison to some of their older stuff, and, and even some of the stuff they they really since then. Yeah. That this particular album cover is pretty much trash. Yeah. <laughs> this this looks like some bad CGI orgy happening. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. This is this is the concept art for Eyes Wide Shut by Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> Next up is the album Wolf by Wolf. Is it a wolf or a mandrill? Why does it have vultures, vulture heads for fingers? No wonder it looks upset. And that looks like crap. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm actually like, I, I'm, I'm wondering why the guy bothered to put his name on there, too. He's like right over the shoulder. It's like Arnold. Yeah, Arnold. <laughs> like, you want to make sure that you people know you did this? I don't think you want that, buddy. Yeah, that looks like a really bad, again, William, my son, does far better. Yeah. Riot, fire down under. I was waiting for the Riot stuff because I've heard not, like several of their albums are awful. This one, this one, this one looks pretty bad from the half I've seen of it so far. When it comes to band mascots, Iron Maiden have Eddie, Megadeth have Vic Rattlehead, Motorhead had Snaggletooth, and Riot, for reasons unknown only to themselves, had a naked man with a dandelion seal head. It's memorable, if nothing else. Um. And that's literally what it is. You yeah. see the shoulders of a person who is at least shirtless with the head of a seal, and there's this bad-looking fire behind it. What? Yeah. The thought that goes into a bad album cover, like, who who comes up with that? Right, and the band has to be have to tour and, like, like represent this particular album, like, or this album represents them. Like, this is what 
people this is what you want people to think of when they first think of riot mm-hmm. like, this is the last thing i want to think of yeah it's just bad oh deathcore oh. metal tit Set in an apocalyptic future, Deathcore must do anything to survive in a wasteland dominated by lemon-shaped chimneys spewing out toxic pollution. Best fire up the boob tank, then. Um, this is hilarious. Yeah, this is really bad. This is downright hysterical, because just... First of all, it's called Metal Tit. Yeah, well... Yeah. Right there. Um, I'm not entirely sure what the tank is supposed to be. It's just, it's just very, very poorly drawn. There's, like, no background. It's all, like, fucking pencil lines. It's like, wow. Yeah, this is hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. It's like, it's, it, it's, it's just, it's great. Freaking great. All right. <clears throat> Alcatraz, no parole from rock and roll. The crime, just bad design. Yeah. Uh, it exists. I mean, it's it's just also like it kind of goes with the cheesy uh, line, of the cheesy album title, in all honesty. Yeah. So I think it's a kind of, uh, yeah, yeah, that album title deserved this record label, this record cover. Yeah, it 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 just you know. Oh my god, the next one doesn't do much. <laughs> uh, I'm off to the shop. Oh, sorry, Mortis, the Stargate. I'm off to the shops. Does anybody want anything? No. Okay. Bye then. Mortis, this is the this is terrible. Yeah. It looks like a really. It looks like someone's trying to make a really bad uh, Dracula movie updated to the '90s, even including up to and including the skull cod piece this guy's wearing. Oh like what god. the fuck? Oh my god! Just Look at the ears on this fun, son of a bitch. Somebody, <laughs> took, somebody gave Nosferatu a really bad gothic makeover, Oops. and it does not translate well at all. This is definitely a deleted scene from Hocus Pocus. Oh my. Like yes. you, you can you can see like Bette Midler in the background, like oh no, Bette Midler. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, this is no, awful. it was bad. It's oh, bad. it gets worse. Oh yeah, abruptum, evil genius. In every GCSE art class, there was always one person who spent ages on the band logo and then half arsed the actual painting before the bell rang for lunch. It was you, wasn't it? Yeah, this this kind of looks like a deleted scene from Metalocalypse. It does actually, like like like, like concept art for uh, for it. <laughs> the concept art for a deleted scene from Metalocalypse. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> and you know the logo the logo's great. Yeah, the logo is pretty cool. Yeah, the logo, logo is pretty cool, but like the rest of it is 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 pretty much atrocious. <laughs> oh, here we go. Except balls to the wall. If this moody shot was supposed to convey the erotic tension of a man in his undies masturbating a doorknob, then they've absolutely nailed it. First of all. I have never noticed that there actually legitimately is something in his hand. I've never paid attention to that. I've just oh, seen yeah. I've just seen this hairy leg in it. So now the question is Is that Rob Halford? <laughs> no, my, my real question is how come the pants free revolution did not continue thereafter? <laughs> how come I had to step it up so many years later? Oh man, this is rough. I just I, again I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Okay, it, I don't get it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm assuming it's supposed to be literal balls to the wall because of the fact that the song is about like defiance and you know, coming, fighting back against the people who put you down and, and uh-huh. whatnot, and literally putting their balls to the wall. But it's like, are you being, are you being funny? Are you trying to be metaphorical? What are you doing? Um, <clears throat> it just, it, for like, 
without any explanation, it doesn't work. No, 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 no. It doesn't work. No, you know, well, at least at least when when Pete Steele did it, he like legitimately like, here's my dick. Oh snap, here's my anus. <laughs> like he was, oh, he was forward this about that. This is the song. origin of the feces. We're talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> like it's slow, deep, and hard. Get it? <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> Your mother sucks dick well. <laughs> Anthrax, Fistful of Metal. The cover was all wrong, but we didn't have the budget to do anything else, says Scott Ian. No shit. Yeah. And you know what? That is fair. Yeah. That, like, I, I can give them credit and they're saying, yeah, the cover sucks, but like we just didn't have money. I'm I'm perfectly fine with that explanation. And also, like again, this is early on in their career. They probably couldn't afford. It. Like we were just happy enough to get fucking music on tape. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Iron Angel, Hellish Crossfire. Hellish Crossfire featured the four types of people you'll see waiting for a taxi in any provincial town at closing time. <laughs> so that looks like um, two. Like one's a dragon, one's a demon, one's a sexy angel, and one is a warrior. So we're playing Gauntlet here. Yeah, either way, there's also no pants involved whatsoever oh, yeah. on any of these people. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, oh, and, and and not even a top for the lady. You can see side boob there. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I can't see side boob for the guy, so I mean. Well, he's wearing armor. Yeah, he's well, I mean, I mean, I mean, um, the armor doesn't look like it covers his own tits. If he turns around, it's probably just like, like covering his torso. It's and funny because he's wearing armor on his torso, but nothing on his legs. <laughs> it's like he, they woke him up in the middle of a nap, like, oh shit! So when they so when they cut him off at the knee, he's like, oh no, my one weakness. <laughs> like, you idiot! <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll call the draw. Such a fuck. Bad religion, stranger than fiction. If you're the most intellectual punk band on the planet, why not use a photo which suggests your singer has just had an epic nap and doesn't give a shiny shit? (laughs) 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 And really, like, everyone else looks kind of okay, but he really does. Just like, what? What did you do? What? Wait, this one time I was... Wait, what? The, the lance. <laughs> just pull on the lance right here. Just uh, <laughs> yeah, just woke up. Just woke well, in all seat. honesty, though, this is not that bad of a cover, only no. because it lo- it's a band shot. Yeah, you know, at least it has it does. It's not some like ridiculously cartoon drawn thing, you know. So this is not as bad as they're suggesting. I think my, one of my favorite things is that you have the guy all the way in the left looking off to the side. I just remember the South Park episode. It's like, we got to have somebody looking over in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Oh, of course, this one. Black yeah. Sabbath, Born Again. I didn't have any participation in the album cover, remembers drummer Bill Ward. When I saw it, I hated it. Can't think why. Black Sabbath, Born Again uh, is probably one of the most hated album covers I've ever heard of. Um, it is just grotesquely bad it's basically a demonic baby yeah um it's just it's all the things in one it's i don't get it it's dumb and it's awful yeah there's a word for that i don't know what it is but i just you know damn black sabbath paranoid motorcycle couriers in london have a quick temper don't they i don't necessarily i think he's saying that this guy is he looks like a motorcycle courier because he's wearing a helmet (laughs) yeah and he's coming after you with a fucking sword and shield. Yeah, but he also looks like, well, I guess because of paranoid, he looks scared as hell. Yeah. But he's he's sitting there waving his uh, 
<laughs> his inflatable glow stick there. Yeah, I was going to say, it looks like a pretty weird samurai yeah. sword. I'm pretty sure that's the same shield that I turned into the uh, the Mac World Order belt. <laughs> and he's not wearing pants! <laughs> I never noticed that! Wonderful. <laughs> why is everybody in the, in the freaking 70s and 80s pantless? And why aren't they now? <laughs> there you go. Pants for Revolution. I'll take a break in the 80s. Frenzel Rom, Dick Sandwich. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh, yeah. It's the sort of sandwich that Heston Blumenthal would probably describe as innovative. We'll pass, thank you. And literally, it is a sandwich with Made dicks. of dicks. With what is presumably blood, but maybe ketchup and butter. Yeah, it's atrocious. So if you want to really enjoy your dicks, get some ketchup and some butter and some yellow bread. <laughs> uh, it's just... Again, it's dumb. Very, very dumb. But they, they, they do really, really couldn't draw on those decks. I was gonna say I was gonna say this is one of the best this is one of the ones that's an awful album cover, but it's actually one of the better drawn ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like they put some effort into those dicks. There's I was veins. Say, there, there is definitely some shape to that head yeah. right there. Yeah, there's some there's some veins, there's a head, yeah, they got a pulsation the, going on. They here. got a hole in everything just There's a urethra. Yeah. Seriously. Earth Crisis Firestorm. A firestorm to purify the bane that society drowns in. This flame wouldn't even trouble a lettuce leaf. And... I had a hard time realizing that was actually fire. It looks like a curtain. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's a curtain. Yeah, it looks like a red curtain. Yeah, yeah. It's not good. It's dumb. Exodus, bonded by blood. We bet this pair are a right handful at nursery school. Mind you, that evil baby is ripped. <laughs> I want to say that that baby has uh, that evil baby has like a, yeah. a, a twenty pack there going yeah. on. Yeah, it's, it, He's it's jacked up. Yeah, like that is a that is a rippled keg. Yeah, that what is, is happening here? That is ribbed for someone's pleasure. Um, but I hate this album cover. I think it's so stupid, and I'm really glad that my copy of the album has the uh, the re-release cover, which is just basically their logo and a stupid background, um, which is not any better but it's like i just doesn't look as stupid fate's warning that i'm rocking management lads i found a weird painting in a charity shop we could use that as our album cover band can we not use something else a bit cooler we want to make a statement with our debut album management what's cooler than a cape and it's it's basically a wizard looking dude with a cape going like walking away from a dead woman there are people running there's a I see, like, I see the lady from uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle in the background. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't look good. There's an anteater there? Oh, is somebody throwing? I don't know. Yeah. There's a, uh, th this might be the making of a black metal uh, album cover, because it looks like there's a church in the background. He does have fire in his hand. <laughs> he's on his way. Yeah. He's, he's on the way. Yeah, so this is... Um, yeah, he just made a stop to, to rape the dead chick and then go, go about his business. Here. Yeah, this is just stupid. I don't like it. Uh, oh, this one's bad. Oh, wow. Whoa. Edema, top of the giants. You can't explore any English heritage site without being attacked by some tiny new metal also-rans. I don't know what that means. It's, uh, it's, oh. I don't know. But either way, it is just a picture of, uh, I guess, an English heritage site that has members of the band photoshopped and attacking a giant. It is so bad. It is... Unbelievably bad. Yeah, it's, it's bad. I can't, I can't even fathom who said perfect. 
throw it on there. Make a million copies of it because we're going to sell like crazy on this album cover alone. That's rough. That is rough. Only thing, though, I got to give it to the guy with the hammer. He's selling it well. Oh, yeah. He, he's he's selling got it. the full swing on. He's got his hips into it. He's ready to go. Yeah, I think the Giant's looking at looking at, looking at his face. He's like, I hope I get paid for this. The Giant looks like he just stepped in dog shit. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> just put a flaming bag of dog crap what right underneath the it. fuck? Well, that, isn't that what Edema is? Just a flaming bag of dog crap? I don't mind Edema. I just don't think they're... I mean... I mind them now. I mind them now. But, Battle Axe, burn this town. I need your clothes, furry boots, your motorcycle, and your badly drawn axe. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. I, I actually, like, I don't mind this that much. It's, it's bad. It's bad. But I don't mind it that much. Um, I mean, it may be the abundance of fire. Fire that actually looks like fire. <laughs> Not oh, like not like a curtain, but um, yeah, it's just it's just stupid. It's bad. I mean, but I don't mind it. Now here's what I mind. Yeah, this one is ridiculous. What a- is happening here? Adrian, one step into the uncertain. Yo, Adrian, you did it. And our main question is why. <laughs> so we have, I, I think that's a dude. Pretty well, sure that's a dude. Some tight ass pants on. Yeah, he's got he, some skinny he's jeans wearing, on. He's wearing the 1980s uh, metalhead uniform. You got the. The Adidas on, the tight denim pants, and the black cutoff shirt. Mm-hmm. And he's got the Dave Mustaine hair. So, yes, this is the 1980s uniform. And, and there are this gigantic spider octopus. Um, I was going to say it's a spider, but it also has like weird tentacles coming out of its head. Yeah. And it's protecting some, some baby eggs. Yeah. Which Is like, this guy holding a gun? He's holding a gun. What the fuck is happening? Yeah. Well, you know. This is this is what conspiracy theorists believe. This is going to happen. It's true. It's yeah. true. You're absolutely right. Rush hemispheres. A suited gentleman goes for a stroll and is confronted by a nude man standing on a brain. This is the sort of thing that people had to deal with in Toronto during the 1970s, and yet they're still polite. <laughs> so, Rush hemispheres. Cover yeah, of it. Yeah, this is kind of kind of weird. Got David Bowie on the right, just standing there naked. No pants revolution. No pants revolution. No no clothes revolution. Eh? It looks like uh, John Cleese on the left. Yeah, John Cleese. Wondering what the fuck's going on. This is Monty Python gone really wrong. This looks like it looks like somebody was trying their damnedest to make a Pink Floyd cover, and they failed horribly. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I I can agree with that. I can see that. It's definitely um, weird. Um, again, I don't get it. Yeah. Weird. Maniac Butcher, Lucan, Antichrist. I don't know what that means. Haters will say this image is photoshopped because it is. <laughs> it and oh my is. god, it certainly is. Oh yeah. First of all, background. Supposed to look like blood, probably a curtain again. Although it does look like it's it was taken from a scene in um, Ghostbusters 2 just made more red. Yeah. Instead of, instead of pink. I was thinking it looks more like, like dripping icing. From a cake. So I can imagine this dude over here sitting there saying, uh, You! You disgusting piece of slime! <laughs> <laughs> Logo's not bad, and the little icon underneath it is not bad. Actually, like, like the text part of it's not bad, but the dude, the dude looks so bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's really bad. Like, I, I even think, like, yes, it's definitely Photoshop, because I was going to say the dude would be leaning farther back, 
Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, he would probably be falling off the friggin' horse. That'd be great. The horse is just He's there. He's not holding on to the reins, dude. <laughs> Look at his hand. You see his legs in the, uh, sticking off the side. Um, immortal, diabolical, full moon mysticism. The most diabolical thing about this album cover is the fact that the person breathing fire has tucked their shirt in like a total dad. <laughs> That's another fucking black, fucking another like death metal album or black metal black album. Black metal. Spitting fire. Yes. I don't know what it is about spitting fire and black metal, but I mean, I guess it's better than burning churches. Yeah. So, yeah. But I love the fact that there's an audience. One guy looks like he's in a hazmat suit. He's getting ready to kind of push the fire out. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the guy crouching down, he has a fire extinguisher between his legs. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they look like they're doing it at like uh, at like the Alamo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just broke into the Alamo. <laughs> Messiah, extreme cold weather. Am I going to be famous, roared the polar bear? Sort of. So they took this as a still from a fucking polar bear documentary and put it on their album cover. That's it. That's literally it. There's that's no, what it is. Like, that's the joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no joke to be made. So if you, when you click on this link and you look at this Messiah record, you're going to be like, yeah, that is totally a clip from a polar bear documentary that they put their logo on. Yeah. Now, if it, if it was a penguin, it'd totally be March of the Penguins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No effects, heavy petting zoo. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is rough. This sheep must have a bellyache after eating too much grass. Luckily, this kind farmer is on hand to give it a soothing massage. Anyone who thinks he's up to no good with this gentle creature should get their mind out of the gutter. And, yeah, it's, um... He's jerking off a sheep. <sighs> yeah. And there's kids in the background. Yeah. Heavy petting zoo. Duh. I'm going to... Move on from yeah. this one. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Pantera Metal Magic. First things first. Why is this cat-human hybrid wearing a belt? That is a great question. Great question. But I think you should also question the sanity of this band. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening with this album cover? Now, if you ask the wrong person, this album doesn't exist. Oh yeah, this whole sure. this whole. 80s thing never happened Cowboys from Hell and nothing else life came into being in the in like in 1990 so I mean no (laughs) Um, but yeah this is just cheesy as hell oh yeah for sure it's it's bad it is the stereotypical when you think of like 80s fucking demos oh yeah you know pre fucking label type shit yeah this is what that is I think my favorite thing about this though is the fact that it's such a sought-after thing that people want it on vinyl so it could be bigger. Oh, dude. <laughs> ridiculous. Speaking of ridiculous, the next one. Oh, typo negative. The original cover of The Origin of the Feces. Ever wonder what Pete Steele's bumhole would, look, would have looked like? Wonder no more. And it's literally spread Pete Steele's hairy anus. Yep, spread in cheek. I love the the back of it. Not live at Brighton Beach. Nah, I was gonna say I love that. That's the best because we talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Riot comes back with Norita. Here's Riot's dandelion-headed seal man again. This time he's squatting over a pile of human skulls while on a, while a plane looms in the background. We're getting a metaphor for war or something. It. Um, oh, it's bad. Yeah, I mean, it's there's really okay. So, bad. so we got fire in the background for something. Something blew up. We have the plane there. It kind of looks like North by Northwest. We have all the the skulls. Um, we have like a sumo. Uh, we have a sumo yeah. wrestler body. So, yeah. so, so, so this guy either lost a lot of weight or picked up a lot of weight since the last one. 
Um, and carrying we, a battle axe for some reason. And it's got a bloody mouth. Yeah, it, there's something there's something incredibly wrong going on here. Yeah, I mean, this is a this is a, a perfect example of why, what, why. Yeah. So yeah. Speaking of bands making a comeback, Scorpions with Love Drive. This album art perfectly captures the thin line between eroticism and the inconvenience a handful of chewed bubblegum. That's got to be it, right? So, for those who haven't seen this one, this is a guy, you know, suited man, grabbing an, I mean, uh, apparently very, um, al- not aloof, uh, but very just unknowing woman's tit. Or yeah. trying, or or he did trying to pull it back, and suddenly it's stretching okay. where the like, it's stretching where the nipple was. It's gum. Um, why? What? Yeah. What? What is the point? I don't. I don't get it. Yeah. I know one that's going to come up later if the scorpions are keep showing up. So that's going to be a hard one to talk about. Slayer, show no mercy. Who knew that the devil would cut such a dash in leather underpants? Utterly chilling if you're five years old. <clears throat> well, apparently it can't be a bad album cover if they made a friggin' toy out of it. Yeah, but they see, have you seen the toy? It's it's a cheesy toy. It's a cheesy toy. You have it, don't you? I just heard every Slayer fan just tell you to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there, guy. Don't care. Like, like they just they just took their mouth off of of Kerry King's dick and were like, "Yo, <laughs> stop it." <laughs> 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 oh, Striper Isaiah fifty three five. You've been waiting for the AA to arrive on a dark, cold night. Due to a clerical error, this lot roll up disguised as military bees. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. I think we saw this. I, th- I saw this on January 6th. <laughs> it was in the background somewhere. It looked like that for sure. Oh, my God. Ridiculous. It's, the, number one, their costumes were just ridiculous. The whole Bumblebee thing they got going on here was, yeah. was, was crazy. I know it's Striper, whatever. Yeah. But then there's like this fucking this car that they clearly had custom made for this particular photo shoot. It's so stupid. Maybe they couldn't afford the actual car or anything like that, so they just borrowed the Ghostbusters vehicle, which was just a hearse. Yeah. Maybe they just took ideas from that. <laughs> Whatever. It sucks. It's so cheesy. Even the guy, the middle guy, who just kind of sits there with his hips swaying, like, let's do it. I was going to say, he's, he's kind of like doing the, the pre-Instagram ass pose here. Oh, and then the guy on the on the far right sitting there, like, like thrusting. Like, I don't even have an instrument. What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you, the bass player? <laughs> <laughs> Ted Nugent, Scream Dream. There's a simple reason why Ted's panicking about his hands turning into Gibson uh, Birdlands. He wouldn't be able to shoot any more elk in the neck. And yeah, it's just dumb. Yeah, uh, see, the, the, uh, the, the album wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't for the fact that his, his arms turned into guitars. If like his hands were holding guitars and he was screaming like that, it would be a bad album cover, but it wouldn't be stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just stupid. And, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, Ted Nugent's pretty goddamn stupid. And, so. Oh, man, at this point, he's fucking gone far beyond stupid. Yeah, he's pretty goddamn stupid. Oh, man. Uh, 
torment. Bestial sex. We've read the All lyrics. Right, that's it. We're done. That's it. <laughs> Shut it down. We've read the lyrics. We know the song, exactly what's happening and here. And it's not about freeing a cow from a wire fence, unfortunately. And it's a dude with his tongue sticking out, looking all like leathered out, standing behind. At the ass end of a cow. Four, basically four feet from a cow, but we know what he's coming for. He's doing he's doing the Garth motion during Foxy Lady. Just oh, like, yeah. <laughs> he's ready to, yeah. It's it's just <laughs> all right. Come on, keep on going because even the even the band names and the album titles are getting even worse. Boned, Check it out. boned up at the crack. He should get that looked at. To be honest, and it's somebody. Well, it's it's somebody half open with their pants, wire in hand, and a guitar head sticking out of their pants as if it's their penis. We all know that the guitar is a phallic symbol for men playing guitar and stroking their penises. We know this. We don't need any further. Fucking visual evidence, gentlemen. How, however, it is in the ACDC logo, so I think they were trying to go for that, but it's like, guys, at least they were more subtle about things. For real. Yeah, I mean, no one's fantasizing about Angus Young and any of those covers, okay? Good lord. Van Laid, Iron Age. This strappy young man is so preoccupied with checking his testicles for lumps, he's only gone and forgotten his sword. Lucky his mermaid wife has come to the rescue. Um... The thing about this, it's not badly drawn. Yeah. It's actually well designed, but it's dumb. It's dumb. Yeah, so it's, it's a dumb it, one. It's basically a guy in slightly ripped jeans who is quite ripped himself. Holding yeah, but he's suffering from the, the, the man of war ripped yeah. syndrome here. Yeah, but he's, <laughs> also, he's also holding on to his guitar and everything. He's also holding on to his genitals for no reason. Yeah, and screaming. And screaming. He's trying to make those high notes. I'm guaranteeing there's a high part here. <laughs> And she's trying to convince him, like, okay, I need one of your hands to free up so you can take this damn sword so I can go back to what I was doing, it's okay? Heavy, okay? It's heavy, Yeah, it's kind of cold out here. I like living in the water. And my bare nipples that are on this album cover are totally hard, and we got to go back in the water now. Yep. Very, very... I don't, I don't get it. So, just... But not badly drawn. Mad. Taboo with the Western... What the... <laughs> taboo with the Western world. What taboo is this? Floating roast parsnips in space, and what the living... It's... There's nothing, 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 nothing. Nothing about this album cover makes sense. It's Easter Island made out of cheese. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, and not good cheese either. Yeah. I'll just, okay, we're moving on, because that's one's stupid. Gamma Ray, Sign No More. This must be a concept album about a skeleton who's been stood up at his, at his desert wedding. His best man is relieved not to have to make his speech and can get on with some serious boozing. Yeah. I mean, that's not a bad example. It's yeah, just... yeah. It look, I don't know what the fuck's happening here, but damn. Yeah, that's pretty. That's that's pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, like why? Like I don't get it. No, I'm glad they rectified that later on when they re-released it uh, as a with all the other albums they released early. So it looks a lot much cooler. Um, postmortem message from the dead. The message reads, "Why." Yeah, um, this is really, really weird because it's a cartoon of, uh, for whatever reason, a dead man leaving a a letter in the mailbox of a of a cartoon family who's waiting for him at a white picket fence. Mm. But I think the funniest thing is the is the background with the sun with the humongous smiley face on it. Like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, well, they need to turn around and look at their house because that sun is pouring raisin bran all over that. Oh yeah, yeah. Two scoops of what the fuck? Yeah. Also. They gotta look across the street sometime because they live across the street from the devil. Six six five. 
and just just making sure that, that that letter was actually properly stamped and not getting it returned. Okay, cool. Um, since when do postmen wear ties? Who knows? But, you know, they also should use their thumbs. And it's true. I don't know how he's holding how on to that letter. How is he holding letter. that letter up? Um, Magic of the dead. Seriously. Okay, so that was... <laughs> That was, that was, oh, this is getting bad. Exciter, unveiling the Wicked. These Canadian speed metalers stress the importance of avoiding the use of cheap peel-off face masks with this 1986 album cover. Honestly, the, the idea of it would be better if it was better executed. Mm -hmm. Like, this, doesn't, this looks like it could be a very cool idea, but it's poorly done. Mm -hmm. I think this... Uh, and I'm bringing out conspiracy theorists again. I think this is a conspiracy theorist's nightmare. It's the lizard people. Oh, it's the lizard people. It's the lizard oh. people. <laughs> Those guys. Metal Massacre uh, 6. Various artists. <clears throat> Gruesome scenes from your cousin's GCSE art po portfolio. Is everything all right at home? Huh. Um, yeah, just downright kind of sucks. Yeah, like, the, yeah. Yeah, the much. thing is, I feel like a Metal Blade, they did kind of, like, a lot of their stuff did kind of have that cheese element to it. Like, at, at, like this is this is later. But yeah. a, lot, a lot of them did have that kind of cheese element to it, so. Wow, that was rough. Oh. That was kind of rough. Really? They didn't do... That's That was all 50? Damn. It was only posted two days ago, too, huh? Wow, I was going to say, uh, that, that feels like... I feel like there should be one more. Are we, like what? What are you thinking? And that's Virgin Killer by Scorpions. I don't know. I'm not familiar with it. Oh, dude. You, you uh, know the, right, you know the blind... I'm, I'm a Google. I'm a Google. Let me, well, let me give you an example. You know the Blind Faith cover with the little girl on the cover? Uh-huh. Scorpions basically did that, but differently. What's the name of it again? Virgin Killer. Virgin Killer. I'll give you a second to be shocked and appalled. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Fuck, guys. Really? Yeah. That's that's very, 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 very stupid. Not a good idea. Jesus Christmas, guys. Now, obviously, they changed it for any sort of re-release, but god damn, that was stupid. Fuck, no. So, yeah. That is the list of 50, now 51, because they... Honorable mention for Virgin Killer by Scorpions. Yeah, seriously. Um... Don't even Google that one. Yeah, I was going to say, I think when I have people looking for me after that. Yeah, understand. yeah, so, mm. it's just not, not comfortable to look at. That's why I'll, any copy of the album I ever get, even if I find it for a cheap price, I will not buy it with that cover. Yeah, for real, that's so, pretty rough. Yeah, so, ugh. anyway, that's the last of our discussion. Hopefully you, uh, you saw what we saw in a lot of these photos, and that is uh, a lot of truly awful... <laughs> Wonderfully awful things because I had a lot of fun just sitting there and picking that apart. Oh yeah, that was that was good. That was good. <laughs> so yeah, um, check out the article. We're gonna post it with the uh, podcast when we get this all done. In the meantime, I think it is time for us to call it a day because Warrior probably needs. Food. Oh, most certainly. At this point, I do. And I need to probably edit this. <laughs> That's right. It's coming out tomorrow. Yeah, it's coming out tomorrow, and I got work to do. So, all right. So until next time. I'm Dan Mack. And I'm Chris Mack. And we are The Slime.